in all my years of seeing you going to the movies and stuff, I don't think I've ever seen you clap at the end of a movie like you did during the end of Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not usually one of those people who does like the whooping and the cheering and the clapping and stuff. Are, has there been many movies that have done that that have made you do that? Because I was surprised when you did that. I didn't think you'd be that into it like that. Well, actually, I started clapping because there was like this other person that started clapping at the most random times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of trying to support them. But I really did like the movie. I really enjoyed it. So towards the end, I just gave it a good clap. I think it was during the it was during the scene like at the end where like, where like the whole ship is basically clapping for them. And I think that's like I think I think when you see people on screen, you have like those like monkey see monkey do kind of things where like people clapping like I'm gonna clap too kind of thing. Yeah. Also, I like a an what is it called a, an animated theater. Mm-hmm. But I when I got up, I noticed there was like 20 people, right? Because we have like this nice seating. Yeah. And it's all like spread apart, so it, it there's not a lot of seats to begin with. It sounded like it was more than what it was, right? It sounded like there was mm-hmm. more people than really was. Yeah. Because when, when we left the theater, after I realized, I'm like, oh, that's right. This is a small auditorium. Because mm-hmm. we had a small one. But, uh, well, we had a small auditorium because all the screens were being used for Jurassic World. Um, which, not that great of a movie. Not that great of a movie. But that's just me, Johnny. That's just me. Yeah, but uh, Top Gun was, was great. It was a straightforward film. There was no nothing that was very divisive. Except it tied, the divisiveness was about the previous film, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it was badass just looking at at all those jets flying around. All that shit is like real life shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not a ton of CG going on. Uh, and you know, fucking Tom Cruise is always doing his own stunts. One of my favorite scenes is um when at the end of the movie when they're doing like that last mission where you see like there's like a forest and like a river running through the forest, and you just see the four planes come around the corner, and they're kind of like stacked on top of each other. And they have, like, the... Oh, when they're about to go into the mission. No, after, when they're, like, coming in. After, you know, how they pass that bridge? Yeah. They pass that bridge, but they're, like, flying low, right? They're flying low. Yeah. But over, like, this river. And, like, you can see them as they come around. And they have, like, that that, like, that vapor trail thing around the wings. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, foggy. I don't know what you call that. They're like, they're like con- not contrails. We don't talking about, like, where, like, they're going so fast that, like, the on the wings you see, like, that fuzzy kind of, like... Oh, they're breaking the sun barrier. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it just looks so cool how they come when they come around the river bend and they're just like all low and just like flying through like the snowy forest. It looks so dope, so dope. But um, yeah. Anyways, I digress. Right, this is not a aviation podcast. Although that is a real thing. There is a there is a navy uh, aviation podcast out there. That's what you're interested in. If that's what you're interested in, but we're not here to talk about that, Johnny. Are they talking about Top Gun? Yes. Right. Yeah. There's an episode. What's the name of it? I'm trying to remember. It's like aviation something. It's like a podcast specifically for like military personnel. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, you know, like a little niche thing. Like, they, like, hey, like, you know, don't you hate deployments? Oh, yeah, I hate deployments. Like, you know, that kind of banter kind of stuff. But yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the DualSense podcast. I am your host, as always, Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert. The self-proclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. You missed him. You wanted him. Here he is, the unnecessary one, Johnny. What's up? We missed you last week, Johnny. We weren't able to get together. We weren't able to uh, conspire by the fire or congregate or 
all the different words you can use for getting together. So I had my boy JR on, and uh, we talked about the Xbox. No, I'm sorry. We talked about Summer Games Fest and some uh, State of Play stuff. But here's your chance to chime in on some other showcases during this weird, not E3, E3-like season. So, all right, let's get, let's just dive in, shall we? All right, so I want to go ahead and we're going to start with the Xbox uh, showcase. We're not going to go over every single thing like we did last week because that takes way too long. And there's like other stories I want to get to, unlike last week where I wasn't in a hurry. This time we're just going to, I'm looking at the, uh, what's supposed to come out on Game Pass from now until about a year from June, basically. We have about, looks like I want to say 25 games for the rest of this year and then 25 games 2023 until june so basically this was xbox moment to do the like if you still have game pass like here's a reason why you should stay on game pass if you don't have game pass maybe one of these games might speak to you and you'll rejoin if you left or sign up for the first time ever if you don't have game pass okay all right Giant. so well i want your opinion on it first on which one I mean, is it worth it for what you saw? Like, no big ass so, fucking games, but right, is it? But there's like a trickling of constant flow of content though, like a little, okay. a little trickle, like a little, you know, like when you forget to close the water tap all the way, and it's like the do, 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 but like for for people though, for games. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were Xbox PR, you would say it's a whole fucking waterfall. So you're telling me it's just a trickle? For me, this this screams more like we're going for quantity over quality. That's uh-huh. my take. Okay. And you probably, I imagine it's not that different from what you think. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to list off some games. You tell me when you want to chime in, or I'll chime in when I want to, okay? Go for it. Naraka Blade Point. Don't know. Exactly. Elder Scrolls Online High Isle. Don't care. I, I played a little bit of Elder Scrolls. It doesn't really do much for me. As Dusk Falls. Do you remember which one this one is? No. This is the one they show that has like the. They look almost, it looks almost like an art book, kind of, where, like, the characters are, like... Oh, hell no. What? Like, they're barely moving, and it's a comic type yeah. of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I can't stand that. Do you remember which one it is? Yeah, yeah. It's It looks like High Fidelity, like, photographs, like, turn... Like, Just throw, buy a fucking comic. Well, there you have it. Uh, Andrew wants it. That's why he's like, Johnny, don't shit on Well, me. it's on Game Pass. This actually comes out really soon. These are actually organized, I think, in order of, like, from closest to furthest, like... What's the appeal? I don't know. It's supposedly it's like a very engrossing like storyline. I don't know. It kind of looks. This is okay. So this is the thing. Is it where like for me, where like, I have Game Pass, like I mm-hmm. I just have Game Pass like no matter what because there's like so many games I want to play, right? These are the games I'm seeing that I'm like, mm, like I'll give that a try. Like it it entices me enough where like it's already on there for free. I mean it's not for free, right? I pay every month, mm-hmm. but it's basically for free because that's not what I have Game Pass for. I have Game Pass for. Like, the games I want to play, like Gears of War and, like, uh, Halo and, like, other stuff that I want to play. But this is kind of, like, the appetizer or, like, the side dish kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, like, maybe I do want to take a piece of that tiramisu. Or maybe I do want to try that little tart over there. I, I hate that marketing, dude. It's free. Like, it's like you go to a fucking buffet. It's not free. Like, I know. Hey, this little slice of cheesecake is free. Like, it's just annoying. It's free in the same sense that most social programs are free. But it's like, well, your your taxes go to them, right? It's kind of like that. Yeah. That's how Game Pass is for me. It's like the video game equivalent. Yes. Hmm? yes. <laughs> Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels. That looks dope. 
Johnny, you've I, growing up with you. I, you, I remember you would have like the Hot Wheels tracks all over the place. Oh yeah, my little brother had a, a fucking carpet with the uh, roads on it in mm-hmm. the building. I had that carpet too. Yeah, uh, I had I had some of the tracks, but we were broke, you know. So we had like a limited amount of like tracks. But did you have the thing? Lot, did you have like that thing spinning like when you passes by and like speeds up? I didn't have that. I just had the track where you just run it down. It does a loop, and then at the end, it does. Gravity does the work. Yes, and then at the end it has a jump, and you try to get uh, it on the other end of the track. On the other end of the track, you gotta line it up. That's hard to do. Though. Yeah, I had a couple, uh, like maybe like a not a backpack's worth, but uh, I had a couple dozen. Like I do remember you carry them in a backpack. I think though, right? Or yeah, like my I'm bag. To out. No, because I have a case, but I'm trying to like like a shoebox. Oh, do you still have it? No, no. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got rid of them. Would you, because I have Game Pass, so therefore, technically, you might also have Game Pass through me. Would you play Forza Horizon just for the Hot Wheels stuff, or is that not going to... Because Gran Turismo, I bet you, isn't doing that. What, the Hot Hot Wheels? Yeah. Actually, since we're on the subject, I wish Gran Turismo had this arcade version of of uh like a less serious yes mode. something less serious but what i and what i would want to see there are levels that are inspired by sony games like manage imagine a god of war inspired uh racetrack or horizon with horizon dinosaurs like just no jumping across horizon would be perfect because in, in forbidden west you see these massive structures of old world technology yeah. where it's like tentacles just going every which direction Hell yeah yeah and I, I remember i remember seeing that when i was playing the game I'm like that'd be cool if that was like a racetrack or something yeah so that's exactly and imagine uh the landscapes for the last of us and then there's a, a clicker running through the road like behind the family that'd be great dude that's very imaginative i, I love that idea anyways that doesn't exist yet so uh then we see a plague tale requiem yeah uh gameplay looks a little bit better did you play the first one Jordan? no okay i love the first game i think the first game is a terrific game it's just for me it's a little too soon to be dealing with rats again mm-hmm. i don't want to like i like the first game a lot but i it's i i'm not eager to return to that world this soon you so you can control the rats now yeah that was the thing that happens at the end of the first game where oh, okay. you or like one of your characters actually learns how to do that many spoilers for people who haven't played that game but yeah one of your characters learns how to basically control the rats Was it like magic mm, through some kind of like bio thing where like the blood like the rats and one of the characters share like the same blood it's it's a weird thing it's a weird not magic so much as like sci-fi not sci-fi it's it's not exactly magic but yeah it's kind of it's more like a religious thing like connection it's weird but basically, when your kid, when your one of your characters is like infected with this disease, and that disease is caused by the rat, it's kind of like a Spider-Man thing, where like you know they pass it on, and like oh, it didn't kill you, it had like a reverse kind of reaction kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, it looks like they show in the trailer like the one of your characters is controlling the rats again, so that should be interesting. But I just don't want to deal with rats this soon, like cause that game, that first game is a lot, like it's a emotionally like kind of like the Last of Us Part Two, where it's like it takes a toll on you like mentally. Mm-hmm. As much as I enjoyed it, I'm not. I'll play it eventually, but I'm just not eager to return to that world. Too much emphasis on that. Yeah, it's just a very gray, a very dark game, and I just I think I have to be in the right headspace for that game. A Plague Tale, I'll play it when I get around to it, but I'm not gonna play it like day one. I think, even though it is on Game Pass. Uh, then we saw Valheim, Johnny. Do you know Valheim? No. This is like a big Viking game on Steam, and I think it's on 
Uh, it's pretty popular. It well, not so much now, but about a year ago, it was like the PC game where it's kind of like a those resource management survival kind of games, where okay. like you build a community or you like build your cabin and stuff. It, but it has like a Viking thing where we're like that's like the angle where you like you raid and pillage and then like you put stuff together. You kind of build your Viking settlement. Mm-hmm. It's basically that. I'll give it a try. I mean, again, it's on Game Pass, and I want to see like what the hype is. So I'm gonna give it a try. Uh, then we saw Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide. I have, I talked about this last week when we, uh, when I had Jr on. We talked about, um, I forgot which Warhammer. I don't think it was this one. I think it was a different Warhammer game. But like Warhammer has always been like that franchise where I'm like, it looks really cool, but it seems like it's too lore intensive for me to just jump in. I sort of feel the same way with with Warhammer and the idea of like space marines yeah yeah big ass like armor and just brutes yeah that's running around that's a different part yeah um because it looked cool it looks cool it does but it's like oh man it seems like it's like this has been going on for decades like i don't even know where to start yeah same so so i'm I'm not gonna play it i'm probably not gonna play it uh then we saw an expansion to fallout 76 johnny and this is the pit expansion that's coming out now, Fallout 76 is one of the games where I beat earlier this year. I beat the core main, like, scenario. Yeah. And I kind of just left it alone. Like, there's all these expansions for it, but, like, I don't really feel like playing them because I wanted to move on to other stuff. The pit looks cool because it reminds me of the DLC for the original Fallout 3 that also had the pit as a DLC. Okay. So this is, like, kind of almost like the same thing, but, like, a prequel to that. Because it's like it's like a DLC prequel to another DLC. And I love Fallout. And because it's including Game Pass, I will most likely return to this when it comes out. Because you know I'm a big Bethesda fan, even though you you <laughs> you are not. Um, then we saw Overwatch too. Johnny, do you have any care at all for Overwatch? The characters are cool. The aesthetic is nice, but you know, first person is is like the first barrier for me. So man. that is true. Yeah, uh, the original Overwatch, I I did not play at release. And therefore, it was always one of those games where I'm like, if I'm not there in the beginning, I feel like it's too late for me to join later. Mm-hmm. And so I just never bothered. But with them resetting everything with Overwatch 2, this seems like this would be the perfect like jump in point, like fresh. You know what I mean? Kind of like when you're watching someone like do the jump rope thing, and you're just like on the edge waiting for that moment to like, like no, not yet, not yet. And then like, there's my opening, right? That's okay. that's my mentality for Overwatch 2, where I'm like, I'm waiting for that right moment to jump in. And the reset is that that moment. And then this game was not shown at at the actual event, but it's on the list of games coming to Game Pass, Johnny. Atomic Heart. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. The like Soviet Bioshock. It's the best way I can pitch it. It's basically Soviet Bioshock. Yeah. Uh this See, this is an interesting part. The stuff that I thought was interesting mm-hmm. is actually multiplied uh they had like an embargo for 48 hours on on a, on several games that were going to be multiplied so you know it says like for xbox or whatever an embargo you mean the like exclusivity like a timed exclusivity no like an embargo on saying it's multiplied oh i get so you all the games that you see you just assume like it's, it's only xbox. on only on xbox yeah, yeah you know 48 hours later they're like now you can say that it's on the other platforms yeah yeah and for this sure is one of those games okay yeah because they, when they showed um 
like Overwatch 2, there's no way that that's like a ex- platform exclusive game. And like mm-hmm. Plague Tale, that's not going to be platform exclusive. Yeah. Like, because those aren't owned by Xbox or whatever. So, um, yeah, because Overwatch 2 is Blizzard, right? Oh, no, they do. Own, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. They do own Blizzard Activision. But I can see Overwatch 2 coming to multi platforms, anyways. Um, yeah, so Atomic Hearts on there. They didn't even mention the game like during the actual. That's um, weird because that's a win. I th- yeah, but I think also because the what's going on in the world right now because Atomic Heart is being made by a Russian developer. I'm wondering if maybe that's why they didn't mention it because later on, during the extended Xbox, play, they did show uh, Stalker, which is being made by a Ukrainian developer. Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't want to sh- showcase both games within the same press conference because it just probably would be in bad taste. I'm guessing. Can you imagine, like, here's Stalker 2, made by this Ukrainian team. Like, oh, here's Atomic Heart, made by a Russian team, like, right after. Like, that would have been, like, a weird, like, timing thing. Don't you think so? Sort of, I guess. I mean, Ukraine is barely in the news. People wouldn't wouldn't even match the fucking locations of the studio. That's true. Next one is Gotham Knights, a game I have, I do not care about whatsoever. It looks fun. I think it's just a marketing issue. Did you see that tweet about like uh, from the uh, from uh, Rocksteady or yeah Rocksteady saying like, hey yeah that Gotham like the there's a TV show coming out it's also called Gotham Knights on the CW ah uh, yeah and they're like hey like that show has nothing to do with our games just so you know they just have to have happen to have the same yeah, name yeah TV show looks really bad looks cringy and I, I like how they're kind of like distancing themselves like oh yeah. no. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's fucked up. They're trying to do damage control. Like, we're yeah. not related to that show. Please buy our game. Persona 5 Royal Johnny is coming to Game Pass. My almost, I think that was like my game of the year last year. Not the year I came out, obviously, but it was like the probably the best game I played last year that was like old. It happened to be older, but mm. Persona 5 Royal. Then they showed Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, of course. We know that's going to be multi-platform. Like, Xbox has already, like, said, like, they agree to honor the current contracts with Call of Duty being on multi-platforms and stuff. So that's... I'm very excited for Modern Warfare 2. That's probably my most hyped game for this fall, honestly. Because that... uh, that, It's it's basically a re-envisioning of my favorite Call of Duty, which is, of course, the original Modern Warfare 2. So I can't wait to play that. Play that. Uh, and then they showed stuff for Halo Infinite, which, you know, I don't really care for. They show that they're bringing in one of the ships from Halo into a uh, flight simulator. Oh, that was neat. Cool. But again, like, eh, that's, that's for someone. It's not for me. Uh, I don't know if they showed Hogwarts Legacy. Do you remember they showed Hogwarts no. Legacy? Okay, so it's just included in here. Like, that's coming to Game Pass. Um, Party Animals? I don't remember that one. Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm not the only one. They showed Slime Rancher 2. That's a game that's big on PC. Um, I haven't played it. It looks fun. It's kind of kiddie-ish, but a lot of people love that. And then the creme de la creme, Johnny, this is your last game on Game Pass that they showed. The Callisto Protocol. Um, Did you see the full trailer for this? The gameplay? Yeah, I've seen... I think I've seen pretty much everything that they have. Uh, That's just awesome, dude. Callisto looks great. Did you see how the trailer ended? How the gameplay ended? With the grinding? With the character just being yeah. like pulled in by like sucked up by the grinding thing, dude. It looks, it looks so polished. I mean the way the way he moves, he looks he moves like Isaac from Dead Space. Yeah, right? I mean it pretty much is Dead Space. Like even down to like how you kill the enemies is like Dead Space. Yeah, but I love that like he's the original guy, and that there's like 
Because, you know, shit gets bought up and we're like, when when are they going to make this and that? And and then they focus on things where you're like, can you go back to... I'm, I'm getting... Tongue-tied. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just like that he has his own thing now. He's doing his own fucking thing with brand new lore, except that it's very similar to Dead Space, which I love, you know? Right, right. Uh, so it's like it's a it's basically a spiritual successor to Dead Space. Yes, yes. In every way that matters, at least not like continuity, obviously, but like all the elements of Dead Space are there. Yeah, and and the way he spoke about it is like, yeah, we learned that we've learned lessons from that game. Like they're talking about the environments being, the biomes being a lot different than Dead Space. How Dead Space not was just, just the Ishimura. Yeah, the Ishimura or like outside in the snow and always That's being the second like one, right? or the feeling like you're inside a, a furnace or they they go outside a lot is what they said right mm-hmm. and they're they vary a lot so that's exciting uh, i just wonder how long it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be like eight hours that's a good i think for that kind of experience eight hours is like the good spot it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome but it's not like uh, i'm hoping more like 12 at least i mean depending on how fast you play you can make it 12 <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah all right and then for next year starting with next year so i'm trying to go a little bit faster here uh diablo 4 i've never played a diablo game but this looks really fun i again diablo oh yeah 4. i told you i like this one this was the overhead like uh open world basically like rpg but like you're like slaughtering it's isometric yeah isometric thank you that's the word i was looking yeah. for Looks really fun. I mean, I, I've seen the Diablo Four before this, but it never appealed to me until like this showcase where they show the gameplay and like all the cool stuff you can do. I'm like, oh, like this is cool. This is gonna be interesting. So, but I like the polish on it. It's not. It like, looks really good. Yeah, because there's a lot of things I like, but it ends up being like really pixelated. You know? Yeah, or like most isolated game, isometric. I'm not isolated. Isometric games where like it looks like there's too much going on, on screen. I'm like, I can't tell what's going on. This looks very clean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look cluttered, which is nice. Uh, then we saw more Redfall. Uh, this is the zombie hunt. No, I'm sorry, vampire hunting game with like the. It feels like Ghostbusters. If Ghostbusters was about vampires instead of ghosts, it kind of has that vibe. Uh, I'm not excited for this at all. Yeah, me neither. I'm not really into vampires that much, so it's kind of like whatever. Uh, and then I know I already said that Callisto Protocol was the creme of the creme, but the true, the true creme of the creme, Johnny Starfield, coming out early next year. Supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed back. A thousand planets, Johnny. A thousand planets. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I know a lot of people are saying like that's not a good thing because that just means it's just gonna be like nothing. It's just gonna be barren. It's just gonna be a bunch of like randomly pre-generated like. Yes. Oh no, was it not progressively? What's the term? Progressive. Procedurally. Procedurally. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I mean, I'm not excited about that. I would have been happier if he said like, "Oh, there's like 20 planets." Like, oh, cool. 20 like 20 20 filled out properly like curated like planets yeah and don't tell me it's a whole fucking planet just say it's an installation Mm, yeah i guess that's kind of because none of these are gonna be like i could walk around this whole bitch it's (laughs) not it's just gonna be an installation and there's gonna be like barriers invisible barriers yeah it's like how it's like how star wars treats planets like you're just gonna be going to this like little spaceport yeah exactly yeah uh the game looks i think the gameplay looks kind of all right it looks decent uh bethesda games for me have never really been like like wow that looks amazing it's more like yes let me like create my character let me live out this idea of the game that i want to make okay okay like from the beginning the ship lands and the smoke looks like shit it's all like 
It's all jittery. The smoke isn't like flowing. It looks like a shit engine. We're like seven months out, Johnny. We're still away. And then you get out and then you see some big ass bugs and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then you take your laser and you're like mining. I'm like, why are they showing this shit? Like, what I want to see the mining aspect. This is like the big ass fucking reveal and this is like one of the first things you show me. Right. And then you move on and you see some shooting. And I'm already like in my head. I'm like nitpicking and shit, right? So you get in there, and then you shoot some fuckers, and their life is gone in like a split second. And I'm like, why do they have life bars if there's <laughs> if they're already dead? Maybe the character you're playing is like over leveled or something. I mean, that's probably not the reason, but I I get what you're saying. It's like why make it seem like oh, like they're gonna put up a fight, basically, right? Yeah, and then the shooting feels very generic. Like it really feels generic, dude. Bethesda has never really in my opinion, nailed down, like, amazing, proper, like, shooting mechanics. They've always kind of felt, like, a gen behind. So, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they feel generic, and then the traversal, like, okay, maybe you get a jetpack. Uh, but... Well, Fallout Fallout 4 has jetpacks, so I imagine it wouldn't be that hard to make jetpacks in this game. Alright, you probably get a jetpack. Uh, the AI just looks like whatever. Um... What I really did like, what I found interesting, is when you could build, like, your little installation, mm-hmm. right? Your labs or whatever those are. Yeah. That's cool. And then you can modify your ship. You could put, like, big-ass fucking thrusters. You could put four of them, and you could put wins on it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, But I, there's nothing that's really... There's no hook to this. Yeah, I mean, speaking for myself, the appeal of, like, Bethesda games like these is really just the role-playing factor. I love, like, being let loose and kind of just, like, crafting the story to my liking and kind of just let me play in the big sandbox. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. The the shooting and the the smoke effects, all that stuff is kind of subpar right now. But you have to imagine, like, it's not it hasn't gone gold yet. Like, we're still months and months away from, like, a final polished version of the game and also like it's it's just you can't expect like call of duty quality stuff for a game that's not call of duty and are, are there's gonna be like too far apart because once you're in a planet and then you get like a fucking mission right and you're crafting your story right it's an rpg mm-hmm. that's what you're saying yeah so you're talking to people and then he tells you hey that person is on a different fucking planet so does this mean you gotta get the fuck off from that location, get in your ship, and then like warp speed to fucking space, and then like maybe there's some space pirates, you get into combat, and then you gotta find that fucking person, get out your ship. I don't know, dude. Like it's not like an open world where you're like you gotta get to this guy, and it's a straight line, and there might be some combat if you want to engage or not. Right. It just sounds so tedious, dude. To travel fucking a thousand planets. Yeah, for but, an RPG type of game. I guess, but also like when I play like Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, Fallout, all these Bethesda games, like that's a common thing where you go on a mission or you go on a quest, and then by the time you get there, you've already accepted like three other side quests on the way there. Where it's no, like, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. Or but... you get like derailed, but like it, you don't mind it because it's usually fun. For the most part. Okay, I can see it that way. But it's like the main thing. Once you go through all this other shit, like, gonna be satisfying. Once you get to the, from A to B. Uh, they're hit or miss. It depends. Like, some mission, some, some quests, like, in Fallout New Vegas, uh, which is my favorite Fallout game, 
some of the quests are kind of like really like that's that's all like oh, that was i just get like this gun and like okay and other times it's like whoa like i got like a orbital beam cannon thing and like oh like that was a cool like choice i made at this like conjunction like it, it depends they it vary the quality of like the quest varies from all right i just gotta see more but from what i've seen this just isn't gonna work out for me it's just like i see the bones there i see like the the structure is there of what i want it just needs to be polished and kind of cleaned up okay dude but this is what you saw with fucking halo and then halo launched and yeah it's fun it's still halo but people after a while they're like this shit is fucking boring well yeah because halo is like not an rpg and it's and not then, a multi it's not like a multi you don't play it over and get like a different experience though and then cyberpunk as good as that shit looked you got into it and you're, everybody was like this shit is fucking broken it's not populated fucking frame skipping glitching all this shit cyberpunk cyberpunk today johnny beautiful two years practically later. a perfect game two years later two years later yes yeah. two years later it's a perfect we got there we got there eventually <laughs> all right let's, let's keep going they showed like a i think like a season pass thing for uh, forza motorsport separate from forza horizon forza motorsports like the proper mainline forza games like the actual like not open world stuff this is the uh gran turismo i guess you could say kind of like competitor in a way yeah this is cool this looks great uh, they showed Minecraft Legends, which is basically Minecraft a Minecraft skin for like a dungeon raiding game, which uh, doesn't didn't really speak to me. I'm not a big uh, Minecraft guy. Oh, I mean, I like Minecraft, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't play this game because what I enjoy about Minecraft is like the building and the actual like exploration. I don't care about the lore and Minecraft being converted into a like dungeon raiding game because that's to me that's not what Minecraft is. So that's it's like whatever. Next, we see this was like the big thing they were uh, talking about with uh, I forget if it's a Japanese or a Chinese developer, but Wo Long Fallen, Fallen Dynasty. This is like the, kind of like the Dynasty Warriors looking game. Oh, it was just cutscenes. Yes, uh, kind of had me from the beginning, but then I realized it's just cutscenes. So totally it looks me. like cutscenes, or at least like um, it looks like they could just be yeah in game cutscenes or in engine cutscenes. It looked like it had me for a second, but then fell off, lost interest quick. But yeah, it's cool that Xbox is kind of Microsoft's trying to get a little more diverse with their games. Like we're just like we need to tap into like that Asian market. Uh, we saw Stalker too, and this one's interesting. Not so much for the game itself, but the narrative surrounding the developers. Is this on the extended portion? They showed. I, I think they mentioned this briefly, but they showed the, this on the extended one on Monday, gotcha. where they showed the developers in their actual real life current like roles. We're like, here's like, here's like the production like designer, and he's like with an AK in real life, because they're basically fighting in the Ukraine right now, mm. and it's like, hey, like all of our members are basically scattered across the country, like in different like real life roles, like waging this war, but somehow in between that, we were able to throw together this like trailer for this game that we're still working on, as soon as we, you know, this war ends, which I thought was like very what's the word i'm thinking of so sober sobering kind of or like because when i think of like ukraine i mean now not only is it geographically far away but when you're not presented with like oh yeah like these are it's obvious they're real people right obviously they're real Mm -hmm. humans but when you're presented that narrative like hey like oh these guys like normally would be in the office you know developing making a game working on cat working on you know software but today because of the world 
like they are probably worried about bombs and crap and they have like their weapons and like their pkms and lmgs and assault rifles and it's like jesus so stalker 2 is interesting to me not because of the game itself but because of the narrative surrounding that studio of what's going on over there which scary stuff um but the game does look cool the game does look cool it's obviously you know like um like the previous stalker which is like kind of like a horror slash like open world post-apocalyptic kind of nuclear um it reminds me of if you ever played any of the metro games metro it looks like that basically yeah league of legends again this is a game i don't really care about this was a so this was the thing they announced with their partnership with um riot games right they showed valorant like they showed all their online mmo games and are basically saying like if you have game pass not only can you play these games for free but you're gonna unlock all the stuff that you would normally pay for so that's pretty interesting that they show like league of legends valorant like if you have game pass you have access to all these games plus the content you would normally pay for those games which is like extra characters and skins it's basically like if they took fortnite and it's like you don't have to pay for the for the battle pass anymore it's just automatically part of your game pass subscription which is really cool they showed arc 2 the one with vin diesel <laughs> cringe it, i have to say about that uh they showed resident evil 4 a little bit more resident evil 4 okay excited about that obviously for sure they show that now persona 3 and 4 will be on game pass next year okay dead space which comes out two months after callisto protocol so we are talking about the extended stuff right from xbox it's all thrown in there yeah okay uh it's funny how you get callisto protocol and then like less than two months later you get dead space again like you're like double dipping into that uh uh, dude there's like four things coming out that are hard there's there's dead space Mm-hmm. There's Callisto Protocol. Yes. Uh, Resident Evil is fairly close. Yes. And fuck, there was one more. Was it the Layers of Fear game? Nah, it was another big ass game. I wonder if it's gonna feel like that next year because we're gonna get something Resident Evil related, right? I mean, maybe by the time I okay. think it comes out early next year. All right. Well, there's supposed to be you know Silent Hill related thing. I don't know when that's coming out. We haven't even seen the fucking trailer. So Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and we might end up getting a Dead Space that might be working on it in the back, you know, mm-hmm. in the background. I don't know. I'm just glad there's so much hard uh, games coming out. That's about it. That was all they showed. So kind of a mid-tier showcase. Uh, some interesting stuff, but nothing that's like, whoa. I gave it a C. A C, a C is appropriate. A C is appropriate. Johnny, let's finally move on to something that's much more important to me. All right. And that is uh, about two days ago. They had the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. Square Enix did. So I'm just going to go ahead and read GameStop, GameSpot because I don't want to think. I'm just going to go off of what they wrote to make it easier. Wait, hold well, on. I'm not into the franchise like you are. Damn you, John. So we have Tactics coming out, right? And then we have Final Fantasy VII Part you're, co- you're thinking out. of Ogre Tactics. Welcome to we have a lot to oh, I'm sorry. I don't Something started playing. Oh. Yeah, okay. So. There we go. I bet. <laughs> right. Oh, you're thinking of Ogre Tactics. It's supposed, supposedly is coming part of the PlayStation tier thing. The. Oh, really? Supposedly. That that's ex- where it first showed up. Is that exclusive? Uh, I don't know yet, but supposedly that's where it first showed up. Okay, so I'm interested in that. And then there's Final Fantasy VII uh, Part Two. Yes. Rebirth, basically. Yeah, it makes me kind of want to get into, you know, because I started 7, 
but I didn't complete it. Not even close. And then we have what's the third one? Uh, there's a third one. There's a third game coming out. Oh, the, well, there. Okay, so let me just. Are you talking about the actual Final Fantasy 16? Because that next year? No, uh, Record. What is that? Oh, we'll get into that right now. We'll get into that right now. Just, okay. Yeah, just let me read the article. <laughs> Written by Steve Watts over at GameSpot. It says here, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth revealed as name of Remake Part 2, part of a trilogy. The sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake was shown as part of Square Enix's Final Fantasy VII Anniversary Celebration. To end the stream, Square Enix provided our first look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the official title for what was previously known as Remake Part 2. It's coming next winter on PlayStation 5, and you can watch the debut trailer. Okay. As part of the announcement, Square also noted that this is the second entry in a trilogy, making uh, marking our first official understanding of how many parts this new Final Fantasy VII series will be. In a statement, creative director Tetsuya Nomura said that the development of Rebirth has been progressing rapidly since we adopted a new development structure, and that some development of the third game is already in progress, too. Producer Yoshinori Katase said, Second installments in trilogies often become fan favorites. I think he's talking about like Empire Strikes Back or something. And in the same vein, we are aiming to make Final Fantasy VII Rebirth an even more gripping and memorable experience than Final Fantasy VII Remake. The trailer explored the cliffhanger left by the first game with various characters exploring what it means now that fate has seemingly been changed. I'm not, I'm not going to read all this because it's like spoiler stuff. I don't know if Johnny's ready to play it, but... Just in case. Uh, Nomura said that Rebirth is being developed in such a way that you don't need to have played the original version of Final Fantasy VII, nor do you even necessarily need to have played Remake. Cloud and his friends embark on a new journey in this game, and I believe that the scenes that they witness after leaving Midgar will give players a fresh new experience, he said. I can't wait to share the intention behind naming the first title Remake and the second title Rebirth. In time, I hope to reveal what the third title will be called and where this journey will ultimately lead. And then it kind of just tells you about like Final Fantasy VII. Okay. So it's three parts? It is three parts. So it's funny because the original Final Fantasy VII on PS1 came on three discs. Because it was a big ass game. So it seems like they're kind of doing the same thing here. Well, Remake remake ends a little, about, a little bit before where the first disc of the original ends. Yeah. So it's not like a perfect like parallel like oh like this is like like we don't know for sure where the rebreak is gonna end we can't just say oh it's gonna end like we're just two end because we don't know that for sure because they didn't do the same with the first part so uh it's I'm curious to see how I imagine the third one's gonna be called re something just to go with the trend we have rebreak rebirth I mean remake rebirth maybe maybe they'll do Metal Gear Solid with Revengeance or something. <laughs> Probably not, but like it's gonna be re- resolution, maybe resurrection, resurrection. But it's the ending, so it'd probably be like revelation or resolution. Oh, well, it's not resolution. Yeah, resol- when it's, things are resolved. Yeah, but not for a title. No, it would be revelation. Final Fantasy VII revelation. Well, that's a little too Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil revelations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so that was that was part of it. So they sh- yeah, so they showed the trailer like. Um, parts of like the story and the gameplay which like i recognize some of it i was like oh yeah like that's definitely disc two but yeah you're talking about so they showed um what was it final fantasy 7 re the core one you're talking about it was crisis core yeah which is crisis core reunion there you go that's what it's called so that was a psp only game like 
from like twelve. So it's just spinoff. I feel like everything Final Fantasy it's, is a spinoff. Okay, so everything that's labeled with the seven is part of Final Fantasy VII's yeah. self-contained universe. Uh-huh. So Crisis Core was a is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy VII. It's okay. like all the stuff leading up to the very beginning of where Cloud like is introduced, basically. Okay. And so that game was only available on PSP for the last like 13 years. So people, if you didn't have a PSP, you could not play the game. You could just watch cutscenes on YouTube and stuff. Now it's coming to Switch. It's coming to play PS5, PS4, Xbox. So now everybody who who basically did not have the luxury of a PSP like 12 years ago can finally play this game. And honestly, I think the main character uh, Zach is probably a better character than Cloud is. He's it's a. Hmm. Crisis Core was one of those games that, at the end, like, without spoiling, like, it it made me like ball up. It's such a it's such a great game. Such is great Zach game. less emo than Cloud? Yes. All right. He is less emo. He's he's much more uh, enthusiastic. Okay. Um, kind of like Sora, but not as uh, anno- but right. not as annoying. So, yeah, he's basically kind of like the mentor for Cloud. So. Uh, yeah, so they're making, so they're kind of like re, they're like improving the graphics. They're making the game look better. They're polishing it up for a uh, current gen re release, which is awesome. They also showed how they were doing. Um, they're bringing more content to that uh, mobile Final Fantasy VII battle royale they have, uh, First Soldier or whatever it's called. Okay. Which I haven't played, but like I guess it's popular. I'm just not really. I don't like playing games on my phone really, so that's why I haven't played it. But yeah, so they showed that. And they showed a little bit more of Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis is, it's a weird thing they're doing where they're kind of, they're taking Advent Children, which is the movie, the Final Fantasy VII movie, yes, which comes after the game. I, I know it's a lot of Final Fantasy VII stuff, most mostly because that's the most popular entry in the whole series is seven, because well, it's just a really great story. So that's why there's like a lot of like, um, what you call it, like a supplementary media around it with the games and movies and all the extra stuff. And they're, re- they're remaking Advent Children as a playable mobile game. Oh, that's weird. Which is weird. It's a weird, uh, happy medium, I guess, for accessibility reasons. Everybody has access to a phone. Remember that Remember that famous Blizzard thing? What? You guys don't have a phone? Remember that from a few years ago? It's not accessibility. It's profitability. <laughs> that too. I think you're right. I think, well, the more accessible you are, the more profit you, you, know, yeah. you get to make. But so. it's, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, the expense. accessible as like, oh, this is, you know... To phone like it in, kind of friendly thing. No, I mean like everybody has a phone. That sense of accessibility, not, not like okay, cool. how you play okay, it. Okay, I'm being retarded. Yeah, I mean no, you're not being retarded, but I get what you're saying. So I'm very excited. I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. For some reason, Johnny, you just you just never got into. You don't like turn-based stuff, huh? No, I played the original one on the PS1. I loved it. Just can't get into the new stuff because my expectation for like combat has changed. They become much more action oriented in the last few years. Though. Yeah, like seven has actual fucking combat yes. in the game. I think seven probably has my favorite combat. It's not bad. Like when I did play it, there was nothing frustrating about the combat. Mm-hmm. It was just wasn't. I didn't feel like uh, like that state of flow didn't kick in for me. I think you need to give remake another try, Johnny. You have access to it, so you should give it to another try. I've tried it twice, but we'll see. You know what they say, Johnny? Third time's the charm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> next johnny we have uh from video games chronicle or bgc if you prefer written by jordan midler says kojima productions will continue to work with playstation following its xbox deal 
I just want to talk about this story because I think it's very funny how people overreact to announcements. Kojima Productions has said it will continue to work with PlayStation following yesterday's announcement. So this was like a few days ago that the team is making a game with Microsoft. In a message on the official Kojima Productions Twitter account, the company emphasized that it is an independent studio and that it has a very good partnership with PlayStation. That kind of sounds like, hey, I can make my own decisions, mom. Right? You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, hey, like I'm, I'm an independent company. Like I can work with whoever I want. That's how it kind of reads to me. Quote, as an independent creative studio, Kojima Productions will continue pursuing work on creations for our fans. End quote. It said, quote, we will explore various possibilities with games, movies, and music through platforms that evolve with time and technology. Technology being the operative word here, Johnny. We look forward to your continued support. End quote. A follow-up tweet read, After the announcement of our partnership with Microsoft using the cloud technology, many people have asked us about our collaboration with SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yep. Please be assured that we continue to have a very good partnership with PlayStation as well. The tweets were in response to some fans' concerns over the studio's future relationship with PlayStation following the announcement that it's working on a cloud-based project with Xbox. Kojima appeared at the Xbox Empathizer Game Showcase to reveal that he's teaming up with the Xbox Game Studios to make a game he's wanted to make for a while, but was previously unable to do unable to do due to technological limitations. Quote, there's a game I have always wanted to make, Kojima explained. It's a completely new game, one that no one has ever experienced or seen before. I've waited very long for the day when I could finally start to create it. And then it kind of just goes into... It shows the tweets right there, but we just read them, so I'm not going to say it again. Uh, With Microsoft's cutting-edge cloud technology and the change in the industry's trend, it has now become possible to challenge myself to make this never-before-seen concept. It may take some time, but I'm looking forward to teaming up with Xbox Game Studios and hope to bring you some exciting news in the future. No further information on the game was confirmed, nor was there an indication of when Kojima's project will be completed. Kojima is also reportedly working on a new horror game called Overdose. And then it kind of just ends right there, Johnny. Um, so, yeah, we, you off like off the podcast, you sent me like a picture of like people like this petition signing up. Oh, yeah. And like, like people are really butthurt over this. Like it's a parody. No, but like the whole like the the need for for Kojima to be like oh like no we we're still working with PlayStation like don't worry about it guys like we're still we're doing good like don't worry we're, we're independent like we can we can work with whoever we want we're not like exclusive or whatever because you know there is people out there who sign that petition with like sincere like earnest not like for sure but I just think that's a minority like I I told you like one of the first comments that said uh how did it go uh. Uh, one of the, you know how you have your, like, your gamer tag or whatever. So their name was, like, uh, cocksucking Sony fanboy. Like, obviously people weren't taking that shit, like, that seriously. All right. Uh, like, it says that name and then it's signed 13 minutes ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just funny. It's just what the shit that the internet does. It is funny. I just want to talk about it because I just like to, I just like to point out when, like, fans, like, like you invest so much of your personality, who you are into like these companies. And it's like, in the end of the day, it's like, we're just here to make money from you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just funny to me. Yeah. But what, I mean, what do you think about it though? Cause I'm sure there's some fucking person just nerding out right now that really understands the cloud. 
But that does nothing for me. The cloud. The power of the cloud. Like, I know what the cloud is. You know what it is. But what does what it is mean cloud in respect to gaming? I'm assuming... I'm assuming it has like, something to do... Like, what is that one little fucking thing, gameplay-wise, that he can't do otherwise? That's the question, right? That's the... That's what we're trying to figure it out. I mean, if it's gameplay-related, it has to do with the cloud. So what are the benefits of the cloud? Like, what, you can just harness more computing power or something where you have more access to like servers or what is what is the cloud like i don't understand the cloud i feel like i feel like rocky in the creed movie when like creed's like oh yeah i took a picture now it's in the cloud and like rocky literally looks up at the sky like what because he talked about like the strand system right the the what is it the ladder and the rope i forgot what it was but that's death stranding but death stranding is playstations so if we're still talking about uh Bridging, strand games yeah strand type of games well the next death stranding is gonna be on playstation so is it confirmed by norman reedus <laughs> yes so so is it an ev- evolution of that system that he's talking about you know it could just be like a, what? a parallel separate thing they maybe he's like i always wanted to make this game but i also always wanted to make this other game too and he's just i don't know i feel like i feel i, I don't know for sure but i imagine that the cloud-based one mm, is further along down the line after whatever Death Stranding sequel is. Because they're already working on the Death Stranding one. Yeah, so you're saying a separate, connected... Yeah, separate. I think it, we're probably going to see, like, the f- the full, like, culmination of that when that Xbox game comes out. But I'm pretty sure whatever Death Stranding 2 or whatever it's going to be called is probably going to be, like, we're going to get the taste of, like, his ambitions of what he wants to do. Well, Death Stranding 2 is probably going to come out before the Xbox project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, the thing was the letter of intent, right? Yes. And that's only like six, six, uh, months old. Mm-hmm. You know, when the rumors started springing up that, oh, so Kojima might be working for Xbox. And then he has this other, like, supposed overdose thing, right? The game, the separate game. So he's like, he has like three projects on his plate. I don't know if it's three projects. I think it's just Death Stranding and an overdose exclusive to Xbox. Do you think overdose is the cloud thing? I don't think so. It's too early for it to have a name already, I think. A solid name. A code name. Oh, yeah, you're name. right. You're right. could be a code name. Because remember the guy posted it there, and then that Kojima Productions asked him to like, take it down? It's like, why would you ask them to take it down if it wasn't real? Yeah, Yeah, sort of like a... What are smokers fired? Yeah, Konami asking for a takedown for that leak for Sonic Hill. Remember those? Yeah. They got screenshots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's keep it moving, John. Keep it moving. Our last story for today... Capcom Showcase, June 22, basically. Written by Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. It says, the Capcom Showcase has arrived and revealed a ton of new details for games previously announced. While there weren't any new game announcements, we did finally learn about the long-awaited Resident Evil Village story DLC, Shadows of Rose. We saw gameplay of Resident Evil 4 Remake, and we were treated to new looks of Exoprimal and Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Oh, and we found out we will soon be able to play as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village's Mercenaries mode, which actually looks kind of, looks pretty cool. There was even more revealed during the show's 30-minute runtime, and this roundup will gather each announcement trailer in one place to ensure you don't miss a thing. So, Resident Evil 4 Remake received a few more seconds of gameplay at the Capcom Showcase, and it also may have revealed a major new addition to this updated version, the ability for Leon Kennedy to move while aiming his gun. We were also told the game will feature modern flourishes and that the Ganado have been completely redesigned. Johnny, real quick. Thoughts on Resident Evil 4 remake. Are you are you looking forward to going back to that Spanish village? Yeah, the environment is cool. 
uh, I didn't expect Rose. I was expecting something with the merchant. It's nice to him see him again. Well, you do see the merchant in the trailer. He looks like he's not like a good person this time. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting the merchant. I was expecting Chris or Dimitreus. That's how you say her Dimitrescu. name. Dimitrescu. Uh Rose is interesting. Her combat seems like it might be a little subdued. Uh, it's, it's giving me control vibes. Yeah, which is weird because I don't, you know, first we get like the G virus, the T virus, the tyrants, the zombies, the Lakers, etc. And then we get this shit about uh, like, what was it? Five and six? What was that exactly? The Ouroboros? Yes, we got Ouroboros during five. That was five, yeah. That was the... It's a combination of Las Plagas with the G-Virus. Uh-huh. And it makes like the... Where you shoot them and the big red thing pops out. And you have to shoot the red thing. And we're talking Tricell, are we not? Tricell, yeah. All right, so Tricell. Six? I completely skipped six. I never played six because I heard it's just trash. So I didn't play it. Same. Uh, And then we get like seven. And then that's when we... The mold. The mold. Yeah. So it, it, it seems like we were closing that chapter now with the mold. Mm-hmm. But still, it's fucking weird because then we got like fucking. Uh, we have like werewolves. Where the fuck did they come from, right? Like it was explained. I got it. Yeah. But it's, it's just a little it's bit. It's a combination weird. of the mold combined with something, some paras- paramecium, like some kind of like parasite thing. Uh-huh. And for some reason, when she. When. Uh, I forgot the name of the main villain in eight. I can't remember her name. The the saint lady, whatever the the weird lady with the mask and stuff. Yeah. She basically injects the villagers with that to try to find a cure for something. And it turns them into werewolves. It just does. Yeah, odd. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like with Rose, it seems like we're gonna get a new chapter of what the bio weapon is. Mega right? That's what it's called. The Mega yeah. yeah. So we're the kickoff of the new bio weapon, and it seems like it, she might have the powers that what's his name had. Ethan. Not Ethan. Uh, that was fucking levitating shit. Oh, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. She might be akin to Heisenberg. Heisenberg, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, oh. Does it, does it feel like Resident Evil, right? Like, oh, okay, so, okay, so let me tell you the thing that I've always understood because Capcom has said this before. Resident Evil is not specifically about zombies. Mm-hmm. It is about bioweapons. Yes. So, a bioweapon can pretty much be anything it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Even if thematically it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Right? Because, like, all the villains in Resident Evil 8, like, the big, the fish guy and the the chick with the illusions and dolls, like, all that stuff is explained in-game as, like, manifestations of this, like, the mega mycete, whatever, the, 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 the mold, whatever, like... Like in Heisenberg, he developed like electric senses in his organs so he can create magnetic fields. And like the fish guy developed like a water lung or like some kind of like fish organ. Like everything is like, even if it doesn't seem like scary, the end goal in the, in the, at the end of the day is basically these are bioweapons first and then like the type like zombies or whatever is like secondary. Yeah. Um, I always understood that a little bit reluctantly, you know, because I love that. That OG <laughs> like, shit, like like, like a zombie, like a zombie. One, two, and three to me are the epitome of. Well, Resident think of Evil. okay. Well, think of like one, two, and three. You have giant spiders and stuff. Like that's a bio weapon. It's not a zombie spider. It's a giant spider. You have the giant snake yawn. Uh, it's a little bit. 
I would say it's a little bit easier to explain because then there's like a... Because the T-virus has different effects on different living things. Yeah, but the T-virus is like... Um... It doesn't always kill the host like with like humans and dogs. Sometimes it just makes them bigger. So, yes, the the giant spider and the giant snake, those make sense except that they should have looked mutilated because it should have been like a growth hormone. It should have been sort of like cancer. It just goes fucking rogue and you oh, create I see what tumors. You mean. So Not like was... evenly big. Exactly, should... okay. yeah. Just big for the sake of big yeah. doesn't make sense to me. But if they were mutilated, you know, deformed, that would make sense. Uh, but anyways, so if we get to Lekinesis, I'm fucking excited for that. I'm happy for it. I love those type of games. You know, I love that kind of already has a basis too, like in the movies with Alice has like telekinetic powers. Wait, so it's not like the it's not like super new to Resident Evil. Uh, Alice. I feel like that was just like, we don't understand Resident Evil, so we just gave her powers. Psychic powers. That had nothing to do with understanding the lore. Because I remember she makes that guy bleed through the camera. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say that that's like, oh, it's always been there. No, I think that's just disrespect for the lore. I know. I'm just saying that it's not like that weird or that out there because it's like, there's, it's, for example, like, you know how in Resident Evil 4, Leon does the wall run with the laser grid? Yeah. That was in the first movie before that. So like sometimes they do they do the thing where they borrow elements from the movies and back and back and forth back and forth. Okay. So, uh, what do you think the writing on the wall is? For what? Like you think it's some kind of spirit or ghost talking to her, guiding her? No, from what I understand, because I forgot who else did a write up on this, and I kind of read it. It seems like she. It's kind of like a. Uh, she has. It's like a latent memory or a latent part of her mind that's being affected by like the megamycete in her in her body okay kind of like um like when people have out-of-body experiences like on surgery tables and stuff and it's like that happens for like a medical reason kind of thing same thing here where like she's like tripping balls by seeing like another version of herself Mm -hmm. but it's not that weird because we've seen this kind of stuff like even in, in village where like you see the hallucinations of these dolls like the dolls are not moving in reality they're not moving but Ethan is being affected by the yellow flowers outside of the mansion that cause hallucinatory like effects. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, where you know the mind and body are two; they go hand in hand, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And so just because you know it's like paranormal or like weird, doesn't mean it's not based and rooted in some kind of like biological factor kind of thing. So she was born because of Ethan. Yeah, she is megmycing. Because Ethan, but also because of her her mom. Uh, Mia. Yeah. And Mia was already infected with the... With the mold. With the mold. Yeah. And so was Ethan, too. Ethan, in between 7 and 8 is when she was born. And they were both exposed to the mold at that point. So it's kind of like those you just inherited. So Uh, I'm interested, though, like what else we're going to see because this is a time jump. This is like at least 12, 13, 14, no, like 15 years. Oh, we're talking about Rose. Rose. Yeah. Uh, From Ethan's game. Yeah. Okay. Because she's a baby at the end of eight. Yes. And then she's clearly at least like a high schooler, maybe. She's like 16. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what else has changed in the world of Resident Evil in that time. Like, are we going to find out like the fate of like other characters in that time? Yeah, that might be hard to digest for me. Like, what the hell happened to Chris, you know? Are we going to see like an old gray, like Leon picture or? I want to see. Jill has a family or like she's older now. Okay, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't want them to disrespect the characters, of course. I want to see a Chris where he's still a fucking badass. You know, he's got a trench coat. Dude, he looks older a- already. Imagine how much older he'll be in the time jump. Well, not that much older. Cause 15 years? 
Yeah, 15 years. 15, 16 years. Because uh, Chris was, at most, he was like 40 years. Yeah. So he would the... be like 55 then or something. Yeah, 55 is cool. Like, he'll still be buff, right? Yeah. He'll be he'll still be cut, buff. He'll have like, his fucking trench coat. Uh, he said he'll have his fucked up hair, except it'll be gray. And he's still a badass, like, undercover dude. He's got a lot of, like, uh, Black Ops secret intel stuff. Uh, so that's what I want to see out of Chris. If somebody died, um, I don't know. Who do you think could be know. killed off by that time? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they want to reveal that kind of stuff because then that kind of limits to what they can do game-wise. Uh, so with, you want to say, like, oh, nine don't or know what happened to them? Yeah, I think because a lot of people are saying, like, oh, I hope this is tied more connected to the overall Resident Evil universe in a way that 7 and 8 weren't really. Yes. But I think if they do that, if they reveal characters or whatever, like dying, then that limits to what they can do with those characters, like in the canon. Mm-hmm. So I think if they show like legacy characters like Rebecca, Claire, Jill, whatever, they're going to be alive because they have to use them for other games in that time jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, and if it would be like very obscure, they can't say exactly how, exactly where. Oh, since that thing, back, that thing that happened with Chris, and it's like... Did he die? Or does it just like, oh, like he just survived the mission or something? Yeah, they'll put like a picture on the wall, last scene or something. Or like somebody for like with like their face hidden or something like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So then we got uh, third person, right? Third person mode for eight. That's cool. That's super dope. Is that going to make you go back and play it again, Johnny? Probably. Now that you're not going to get dizzy? <laughs> Probably because I, I did, you know, I always have that Resident Evil voyage. Are they going to show us Ethan's face? Third person. I think it'll take a while, but yeah, they'll show it. Because that's the thing they always done where they always hide his face like purposely with like furniture or like a blurred out mirror. Like that's the thing is you can never see his face like directly. And with a third person mode, I feel like you you would have to you wouldn't be able to tiptoe around that as easily. Yeah, but even when he gets like the bite in the neck, it's just shown from the side from yeah. from uh, Bella's like point of view, kind of. Yeah, and he, he kind of looks like he's like, oh fuck it, like there's no there's hardly any resistance his facial expressions look the same well you can't see yeah yeah it's just it's like the side profile where you can't make out the features you can just see like a nose and like yeah i think the the dopest part is going to be in uh the the factory is going to be the most i'm wondering how the hallucination stuff is going to work with like the giant baby and like the dolls how's that going to work in third person because like they can't get up in your face as easily you know what i mean yeah they'll have to like rework that horror angle falling up in the in under the bed or yeah, because most of the horror comes from the first person view of like you're hiding from this oversized fetus thing. Like in third person, it's not as scary because you can clearly see where it is. You know what I mean? Anyways, those are my thoughts on it. Well, um, we also have mercenaries with Chris. With Chris, but also with Heisenberg and, and Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah, eight feet. Have you seen her uh, point of yeah. view where she's looking down at the yeah, enemies? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. That's cool. And she's just like slashing, but like it's like. She's like clearly she's like punching down. Yeah, she cla- she like towers over them, and it's just like that's awesome. Like I don't know if anybody wanted that, but that's cool that like clearly they realize like oh shoot like Lady Dimitrescu is way more popular than we anticipated with her. There fans. might be a tie-in. Like people like her too much. There might be a tie-in in a future game. Like, re- like clone her or something weird like that. Yeah, because I think she doesn't technically die on screen, right? Yeah, yeah, she does. She dissolves. She transforms. And she and turns she into, like, crystal. Yeah, they all do. All the main villains do in that game. 
So yeah, she clearly is not dead because you sell her body. You can sell it as like a yeah. She's gone, <laughs> but they could always just you know. I mean, people still think Wesker is out there, even though he blew up in a volcano. So it's like it's like Star Wars. Like no one's Whoa, ever truly the, gone. The clone. It's like Star Wars, Johnny. Like where Luke says, "No one's ever truly gone." Yeah, I I think hope we could talk about that a little bit at the end of the pod. We'll see. If we have time. We'll see. If we have time. Uh, let's go on, Johnny. Oh, well, actually, that's it. That's okay. So it's that third person mode. Uh, oh, Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake, and Resident Evil 7 all got PS5 or current gen uh, updates. That's right. You can't really tell unless it's a reflective surface. Well, I can't really tell because I haven't played either one of them yet. So, wait, it, are you wait. talking about like, oh, because they have the ray tracing, right? They had Wait, two and three? I played those, but I haven't played the PS5 version yet. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I can't rest... tell, like, I can't tell you, oh, this is what changed. No, but I've seen the comparisons. And is there like a noticeable difference? Not a whole lot. It's like going from because the first ones were already the original ones were pretty smooth. I don't think the frame rate would really benefit that much. Yeah, but then you got like anti-aliasing, uh, the pawns. You can see the reflection. They just don't look like grayed out. Oh, know? okay. Uh, but th- there's things that don't really change. Like the fog doesn't change a whole lot, right? Like the depth doesn't like the draw distances don't really change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably gonna re- notice this like when you're. Uh, at the gas station at the very beginning, you mm-hmm. might see reflections on the glass, right? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because usually it's just like, it's just blurred out or just not even like acknowledged that it's yeah, But I mean, I would say if you had to pay 10 bucks, I don't think it's worth it. Oh, it's not a free update? No, I think it is. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm just saying if it was paid for it. Got me bucks, nervous there, Johnny. 10 bucks wouldn't be worth it, I don't think. I've been, it's weird, but I've been itching to kind of replay Resident Evil 3 remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I kind of. I still have like all you know how when you beat the game you get all those points you can use to like buy in game stuff to like for another run. Yeah. And I never did that. I never bought the like the hot knife thing or like the extra pistol or whatever. I need to get all those additional items. But the problem is I am playing the damn game in ultra hard and it's fucking near impossible. Okay, you do that to yourself, sir. You yeah, to yourself. like being hunted down by I heard that like the last boss boss on that mode is like ridiculous. Yeah. Not cut because like you're just not given nearly enough time to like do like the the well, real gun stuff. Well, I think part of the problem, like the problem I I came across is when I'm you know I got a Nemesis Rex Nemesis. Mm-hmm. He's like chasing me down, right? And you save the game at some parts, but then you always start there, and there's only one path to get to where you need. Oh, to Oh, the auto save screwed you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hate that. You should just load from like an actual like typewriter or whatever though. Uh, we'll see. I'm pretty sure the game lets you load like at the main menu, like choose which like continue from the auto save. Yeah, Nemesis is like one punch too. One punch man, the original one punch man. Yes, one punch and you're done. <laughs> they call him one punch done Nemesis. All right, Johnny, that is it for our stories for this week. Well, the past week or so. What? Actually, let me ask you the question. Oh, oh. Uh, so we got. I kind of don't want to ask this question because I couldn't complete it like I don't oh know god this question this. okay it's a hard question okay so part of the segment is andrew's got his little trivia thing he's gonna throw at me later on yes and then my thing is i just want to ask a simple question but the question has to be related to an article that we spoke about right all right so you can pause it if you want a little time no I'll, I'll listen i'll listen all right so the question is since we just spoke about resident evil if you were the president of the nation. Oh, wait, no, no, no. If you were running for president, 
Whoa, for the nation and it's during the zombie apocalypse what is your slogan and your logo so i already told you my slogan would be no child left behind like okay. the george bush era no child left behind but instead of it being educationally related it would be like survival zombie related so like i told johnny you know that sign you see on the freeway where it's like careful like people might be running across the road and it's yeah. like two parents running like dragging their kid in midair I would use, I would just co-op like that same sign and behind the kid I would just put a bunch of hands like zombie hands. And like there's like our slogan like under my like they're on the ground and they're reaching yes, for the kid. Yes, yes. That that is pretty good. But what does that say about the the campaign? It it's means like, you better keep running cuz we're not going to help you. <laughs> no. It's like we're going to implement new strategies, new social programs to make sure no child is physically left behind. We're going to we're going to provide every family with like a stroller, but like a big stroller for like, no matter how big your kid is, like, you can, you know, just if their legs collapse. They can't like under their weight. They can't run anymore. You pop them. So the stroller. your stroller is going to be like reinforced with steel. Or exactly. Like, there you go. And then you're, you're pulling it with a chain. It doesn't have to be a chain. You can just push it. I, oh yeah. Cause it'd be heavy, right? Okay. It wouldn't be chain. It'd be like lightweight materials, like carbon fiber, maybe uh-huh. plastics, something the zombie can't chew through. Okay. Glass, maybe plexiglass or something. Oh, hell no. Are you gonna get through the plexi? Oh, well, I mean, I think of that, that plastic that's like really durable, that see-through plastic. Well, that's plexiglass. Okay, but it's it's gonna be thick as hell. Oh yeah, like at least two inches thick, so a zombie can't just claw their way through it. Liquor will get through. Yeah, after repeated like tongue lashings, it might get through. Okay, so no child left behind. We're gonna save all the kids because the kids are the future. Um, old people, like I'm sorry, that's it. You're. We're not doing. We're not providing any senior services. Like your your time is over. So, no child left behind. That's my slogan. We're running for it. Twenty twenty four. And your your logo is that kid being w- with his mother. Yeah, being pulled across the highway, but with zombies behind him. All right, this one was tough for me. Because <laughs> I could not for the life of me because I I gave you this question a week ago and I thought you were gonna use it, but you didn't really talk a whole lot about Resident Evil last week. I don't think. I did not. Okay. So, so. I mean, it did come up briefly for like one sentence, but then that was about it. So everybody knows. I assume people know in the zombie apocalypse know about Chris, right? So I was thinking maybe my logo could be something like punching a boulder or something. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. But the more realistic logo, I kind of don't want to say this. But uh, you've seen the American flag where there's a bunch of bodies. No. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about like the on Iwo Jima. Yeah, it's a big flag with all the soldiers. And like the soldiers were dead. The idea is like the soldiers are done. And that's why the the flag is propped up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, of course, it would be like the zombie. They prop up the flag on the zombie. On the zombie. On the zombie carcasses. Um, That's an interesting take, sir. Yeah. Which I, I don't, it just... What's the slogan? Do you have a slogan? I, I said know. punching boulders, right? No, 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 no. That would be the, the logo. Um, I don't know what the slogan is. I'm not going to try to think about it right now. But what about, what would be some of their tips? Like, I you're mean, trying to keep the people safe, right? That's the idea. So, I think maybe some of the tips that I, because FEMA's going to be out there, right? So some That's of the right. tips would for, be like... Fe- was it Federal Emergency something agency? What's the M stand for? I don't remember. Federal Emergency Medical? Management. 
Uh, damn, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's just gonna be Fia because we can't remember what the M is. So it's just Fia. Fia. Because <laughs> I can't remember the name. <laughs> well, some of the, some of the tips are like what? Stay hydrated, or uh, slash and dash. Did you say slash and dash? Yeah, I love that. Slash and dash. That's easy to remember. It rhymes. Right? It's a- it's applicable. That's a good one. Slash and dash. You you clearly have been working on this for a while. No, I just thought about this now because I should have brainstormed the whole damn week. Um, all right, so we're gonna get to your segment or what? Well, first, I want to know what have you been playing? I actually haven't been playing a whole lot because shame on you. My controls battery took a shit. Oh, okay. Then you're yeah. you're forgiven. Then you're forgiven. I don't know if it's the battery or the port itself because mm-hmm. whenever I connect it, it just kind of like. The light goes on, mm-hmm. it like flickers, and it's a situation where like I gotta gotta fucking hold it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like at the I, right at the right angle. Yeah, so I gotta hold it, and then I can't like aim while I'm doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And then once I get into combat, I try to aim, and the fucking control shuts off, and then I'm dead. So, I'm not trying to get another fucking control. PlayStation is at the end of the life cycle, so. I, I, I told you I'll let you borrow my controller. Yeah. I have an extra one, so you can use it. Uh, okay, well, in that case, I've been playing... Uh, I've been playing several games, actually. I completed... Uh, I, I started playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons again okay. in VR because I got that itch. I got the need for speed. Mm-hmm. I, I have, like, Top Gun on my mind. I have Star Wars. Star Wars Celebration happened recently. So, like... Star Wars Squadrons VR is like that perfect marriage of Top Gun and Star Wars where you're in the cockpit of an X-Wing in VR. Like you can see over your shoulders. You can see like the TIE fighters and like track them visually like with you just like look in the direction and stuff. And it's just such a fun game. It's such an underrated game. And I wish more people when it came out, like there was a lot of games coming out that during that season. And also the fact that it's mostly like a VR game. It kind of it's a hard sell because most people don't have the hardware. Mm hmm. But I'm in love with that game again. I've been playing it again because I never finished the campaign. I got to a part that glitched out. And because it glitched out, kind of like how you're talking about where like the autosave like just messed me up. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, forget this. But I started a new file. And I know that I believe the game has received several updates since the last time I played. Yeah. So it should be polished now. Where I, I haven't got to the part where I originally got stuck. Mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying it. It's really fun. It's kind of like you have like the the audio, like the little hologram pops up. And it's like, oh, on this mission, we're doing this and this and this. And it's like, oh, it's so hype because like like the, the little canopy comes down when you get into the X-Wing. Yeah. It pops in. You hear like the, like the seal, like the hermetically sealed air escaping. And like you see like the buttons. You have your little radar dish in front of you, like where the enemies are. You can see. And you're. it's just like it's like the star tours at right at disneyland but like catered to you where you control like where you go you can do the cool thing like in top gun where like like, like the missile lock on like the, there's a bar when you're getting targeted for a missile and it starts to like fill up and then you're supposed to deploy flares right before it hits like the center when it, when it hits you oh, okay so it's like you're holding on to the flares to like the last second it's like and it's like oh like missile evaded is like <laughs> like and you're the like the flares kind of yeah and it's just it's such a fun game like you're going against like the capital ships like the bigger star destroyers it's like oh like we need to board the star destroyer but we need to take out like that their shields first like oh you need to target this specific part and so like i'm doing things where i'm, I'm like speeding up because you can't you have um 
you have like three bars of like speed, shields, and like offense power. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to use the D-pad to like switch, like like focus all energy into like your like offense or focus all energy into like speed. Yep. And so it's cool because it has like that tactical. It's kind of like shifting gears, like in a video game where you're like a racing game. You know, we had like the the shift the shift stick, mm-hmm. and you're like doing like the that thing with the where you're like moving the to like you know shift like the the gear settings, right? Mm-hmm. But here you're like, okay, I'm gonna go fast, like shift everything to speed, and like you, you like you do like barrel rolls and flips and stuff, and it's just it's just like wish fulfillment, like it's just pure Star Wars with like that sense of like that space combat. It's just really it's a really fun game. The thing is, and I noticed this, the game has a rough frame rate. Yes. Has a very rough frame rate. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure if it's hitting 30. Honestly, I don't even know if it's hitting 30. Yeah. But like when you try to do like maneuvers and stuff, like the it visually like it like slightly stutters. And it doesn't bother you. Not to me because I have a high tolerance for it. But like my friends like Miko and Omar, who also got the game when I got it because we were playing together like on multiplayer. That's the worst part of like VR. Yeah. When you think something's gonna happen and you get that fucking stutter and you're like making a turn. That's when you're. It like, completely throws you off. Your like, equilibrium's like, wait, like yeah, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like this isn't matching up to reality. It's like what's going on? And for them, it was really bad to the point where like they stopped playing the game. Mm-hmm. For me, I stopped playing because they stopped playing, also because of that glitch. But now that I'm playing it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why everybody stopped playing this game now. Like yeah, the frame rate is rough. So sometimes I avoid going too fast because mm-hmm. it makes the game kind of chug. And then like if I can't play the way I want to play because the game can't handle it, then it's just like it just sucks. But when it's not chugging, the game is fantastic. So when it works, it works. And when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. So with the new VR, what do you expect out of this experience? Well, I don't think they're going to go back and patch it for the VR 2. Yeah, but what would you... Well, we know, for example, that VR 2 is going to have a higher frame rate, higher fidelity resolution, too, with both screens. Uh So it's going to look better and perform better. Um. Now I kind of wish they probably will patch it. They probably won't. I don't because I think this was an underselling game for EA. Anyways, I don't think they're gonna devote, you know, uh, dedicate resources to go back retroactively. I wish they would because this game would slap absolutely in VR two like a a better version, a much more like in like in tune version of this game would be amazing. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I'm I'm I'm. I'm enjoying the story because the story is actually pretty good. Like you're like playing as Vanguard Squadron, which is like it takes place after Return of the Jedi. So like you already the Emperor is dead, quote dead until he comes back in Return uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? But like this is after like you're forming the New Republic already. So this is like after Episode Six, before like the prequels. I mean before the sequel movies with Rey and them. So you're kind of like here's like the early foundation. They're hinting like the main villain is is Thrawn maybe. Thrawn mm-hmm. is like a famous Star Wars villain, Admiral Thrawn. He's like a kind of the successor to Palpatine in some ways. Okay. So I have never got, I never, I haven't gone through the whole game before, and I never have, but I'm hoping to get past that game breaking bug and finally finish the game. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, there was another game that I, oh, I got halfway through the Shredder's Revenge. Teenage Mutant Ninja mm. Turtles came out literally just yesterday. I played online with my friend Omar. We played. I play. It's a, it's free on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, free quote right because you're paying for it really, but it doesn't cost me extra to play. Is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So I we got. I played as Mikey, my boy Mikey. He's my favorite one. I always like the comedic characters, and my friend Omar was playing as uh, Donatello. I think. 
So we uh, it's a really fun game. It's very fluid. I'm not. I've never been to like the side-scrolling beat 'em ups. That's not like my pedigree, like gaming history wise. But it plays a lot like the Scott Pilgrim game, which is made by the same developers. Mm-hmm. And it's very smooth, very fun. It's challenging without being like insert coin. Insert. There's no coins, right? There's no coins to insert. So it's not like overbearing, like unfair. Mm-hmm. But it's still challenging. We're like, oh, like your your friend is down. Like, like you know, like hurry, like heal him up. Like the nine, eight, seven. Like, like heal him oh, yeah, to yeah. get him up so he can continue with the fight. And the boss battles, like so far, I faced uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and like they're both pretty. Like they have patterns. It's not mm-hmm. like unfair. Like they're like, oh, he's about to do this thing. Like you know, dodge or whatever. Oh, he's about to do this. Like I like, like, stun him or whatever. So Joe picked it up too, right? He did, but he played it. He so I'm playing the Game Pass version, which is only compatible with steam and pc and xbox yeah. game pass so i have not played with joe because he because he i believe he sent me an image of like the of the layout of the map yeah yeah so he said he sent me that i told him i was he sent me it too he sent me it too i wasn't into the game but then i saw they added six players and the chaos there is six players yes the chaos with six players looks pretty impressive dude that's like and a, if you're all like in a fucking room or you're all chatting together yeah that sounds really fun. The potential of what the game can be if you have enough people is like I think the main draw. I think it's like it's like why I love Mario Party because I love playing with like the maximum amount of human players. Yeah, because it just adds to the overall like chemistry and like frantic frantic feeling of the game. But it does have like a voiceover, not just couch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, not just couch co-op. Right, yeah, because it's online, right? Yeah, we're playing online on, on on PC. Yeah, yeah, okay. And we're just talking over. I don't know if it has in-game audio, like chat. So that's what I was gonna ask. Does it have it chat? Because we use Discord. Uh, so I don't know for sure. Maybe it's console. I think I saw an option for like a little mic icon there. Okay. So it might. The thing is, it's not compatible. It's not, there's no crossplay with console. That's right. Yeah. Which is what I I thought Joe told me. Our cousin Joe actually told me that he's like, oh yeah, it's only for PC and Steam and like. Like you can cross play between that ecosystem of PC, but you can't with consoles, which kind of sucks. I, I kind of get it maybe because I think that's like, that's harder to make it work, but also just because like the pausing situation would be different. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different like ball game altogether, but uh, I, it's supposed to be a really short game. I think it's like three hours. I only played about an hour and a half. Really? Three hours. Yeah. Well, cause the levels are short, dude. We play like two or three levels, and like they go back, they go by like in like fifteen minutes each. So you get the turtles, you get April, you get Splinter. Uh, you think there's gonna be like DLC for this? Maybe? I think it's supposed to be Casey Jones is in there. Somewhere, oh, the hockey dude. Yeah, yeah, um, he's in there too. I think. I think you have to unlock him because I don't think he was available right from the beginning. That's wild. Though. You can play as April, Splinter, and all four turtles right from the get go. Do you get to ride anything? Ride. Yeah, like you get the the. If you do, I haven't band. got there yet. If you do, I haven't got there yet. Like enemies ride motorcycles, and you can like knock them off the motorcycle. Because those are my favorite elements, like uh, the hoverboards. Oh, I get what you're there. talking about. I haven't seen that yet. I'm I'm pretty sure we saw that like, in preview shots though of the game. I think that sounds familiar, but I haven't gotten that far yet. I got like three because then I did like I had to take care of my grandpa. I had to feed him, make him dinner. So I only played for like three hours. No, I'm sorry. We only played for three levels. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to play by myself because then Omar and like the rest of the people got busy and stuff. So like I wasn't in. So I still haven't finished it, but uh, I want we're trying to get together again to like finish it and stuff. But um, of what I play, the game is very smooth. It's very forgiving. It's not too easy. Tampoco. It's not. I, I, 
<laughs> I slipped into Spanish mode. It's not too easy. Like it's like on you're on your toes. Like you're encouraged to like learn the combos and like the tutorial like shows you like you know this is how you can grab enemies and hold them and like you know get past shields and like all these different things you have to do. So it's very easy to pick up. But clearly there's like a skill curve where like you are expected to kind of like master like certain abilities because there's certain enemies like there's like foot clan soldiers that show up with shields and like just regular attacks won't break through. Mm-hmm. So you have to like kind of get behind them and hit them or you can grab them and then like when you grab them, you toss them and then lose the shield. Yeah. So like you get like different variations like, oh, these foot clan soldiers are wearing yellow. Like they have like a different gimmick going on kind of thing. Yeah, my, my thing was really like you know I'm a pixel whore, right? So when I see a pixel later, I'm like, ah, nah, it looks really good though. Know. It looks good. It looks it clean. It does look good. The color palette looks great. It's clean, but it it's really... not like horribly like eight bit or something like that. But with it being three hours, it really does feel like they put uh, quality over quantity with the game. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, I, again, I haven't finished it, but I think that I think if you played this with other people, I think you would probably look over like the the pixelated look i think you would i think at that point you would just be in because you're just having fun yeah but also the it's like, like how you and i can play old school smash brothers from like 20 oh, a little different from 20 me. plus years ago and you don't compare about the polygon pikachu or whatever but that's but see that's because i've already played it i know what the expectation is i, I get you've played turtle games with jeremy growing up on nintendo this is a better version better looking version of that that's a good point. Of course it is. I made it. I made it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Got to give it a sh- Got to give it a shot, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, this is. I think for you more than me, this should scratch your nostalgic factor more for you than for me, honestly. Because I'm sure you grew up playing those games like arcade and then like on NES. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that I can't go. That's what I'm saying. Smash is like one of the exceptions. Because that game felt like like way ahead ahead of its time fair enough and also i never stopped playing smash you know that's true you just kind of moved up with the different like versions of it yeah smash we we play like fucking decade after decade like yeah it was always there always in the background in some form yeah and and my skill never like really deteriorated you know that's fair yeah that's fair I, 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 who knows maybe it's like riding a bike like if you just try it you're like oh yeah you just kind of fall into the groove again maybe possibly but so anyway, so those are the two. Uh, what else did you play? Um, that's another game I played. I don't really want to talk about it because it's just horrible. It was a game I received for a, 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 I got a review code for called Ko the Kangaroo. Mm-hmm. It's just it's awful, Johnny. It's basically a, like a, it kind of pays an homage to like Nintendo, like Mario sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, like late nineties era platformers. Yeah, three D platformers, like kind of like Crash Bandicoot, but it doesn't do any of those things as well as those games do hmm. it's like hey like remember like these games like crash bandicoot like it even has like the similar music to crash which kind of irritates me more than like oh this is cool it's more like oh like you're just you're not even trying to like hide like the ripoff and then you know hmm. like i understand everything all art is like based off previous art you know what i mean like everything's influenced it's everything but it just feels like this game first of all horrible like mechanics like I'm con- I, when I play, I would play. I would constantly like, kind of like, um, what's the term, where you got go through walls when you're not supposed to. It's like not chipping. There's a term for it. It constantly it does this thing with, uh, oh my god, I can't remember the word. But it's like an action. It's a verb. Clipping, clipping. Yeah. yeah. It clips. 
So like things you're supposed to stand on, you just fall through. And I'm like, like what is? It's like no one like I understand making games are is hard. It's a hard totally process. Fall through? No, just like you, that you, clipping you, was just like parts of you just yeah it gets merged stuck onto the other oh it gets sometimes it gets stuck sometimes you can just come out of it and it's like fine it's like walking in tall snow okay you know what i mean like you're getting through but you can only see like your waist area yeah. and then you, it's like like i sh- that should not be that should be tangible you should be able to go on top of that mm-hmm. not fall through it and like there's like three or four times a game just like would like freeze on me just because so like it's it's a horrible game so i don't want to go into it but uh i did receive a recode i wrote about it and I was like, I think I gave like a five out of ten. It's just not that great. Hmm. There, it looks beautiful though. Like it looks very polished. It looks very clean. Like clearly, whoever ma- like the developer that made the game, I can't remember their name right now, but they clearly put like all the all the attention and focus was on making the characters like look polished because they look like really clean, very smooth. They have like reflections in their eyes and everything. It looks like visually, it looks great. It's just mechanically. It needed like another five, six months, maybe. I kind of made the joke because it's you're playing as a kangaroo. I'm like, like this game is raw. It needs a few more minutes on the Barbie. On the Barbie. Yeah. What the hell is a Barbie? That's like a Australian thing they call a barbecue, like a grill on the bar. Like a shrimp mm-hmm. on the Barbie. That's a terrible. That's like an Italian accent. I'm trying to do Australian, but I was very, I was very proud of that sub sub headline. So, but anyways. Johnny, I, I got a question before we get to the next. Oh my god, you keep like okay, go ahead. How much time do you have? I have I have a little more time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's. What were you gonna say? No, because I want to start the our newest segment. I was gonna see how you would segue. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna go straight into it. Like, okay, okay. Like last time we were talking about Spider Man, right? And you're at the, for like two weeks. I was like, we need better fucking segues, and then. How would you transition into a, a Spider-Man story? I don't know. I probably come like I try to look for like 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 Johnny and the man. Like there's like see why you got you got like like critters on the walls. There's like a there's like a there's like a, like a web over there. It's almost like a web leg. Like, I come from Spider-Man. Just go like that. Oh, uh, that's not. Is that clean enough? This one's so easy. Or is it too telegraphed? No, it's no uh, no. This one's so easy. How okay. would you do it? How would you do it? I wouldn't fucking do it because it's cringy as fuck. But it'd be like, uh, we haven't said anything about, about Spider-Man, but it'd be something like, let's swing, swing into our next article. Oh, God. And then... Swinging? This, let's swing into our next article. Okay. Or uh, this story might be a shocker. He's a fucking villain in Spider-Man. Oh, a shocker? Yeah. Yes. Speaking of shocker... Okay, I got you, I got you. Well, I don't have a bit for that, so right. we're going to get to Johnny. Ladies and gentlemen, we're introducing a new segment today. Okay. Johnny, it's called... That was so so, uh, so cringy, it made me hot. Made you hot? Yeah, you know, you get like fucking chills. Hot like the Barbie? No. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's a reverse segue. Okay, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start our new segment called Name That Game. And it kind of goes like this. So our cousin Joe actually made this little jingle for me, for us, for the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Name That Game is a new segment we're doing where we quiz Johnny's overall. Well, it doesn't always have to be Johnny. It doesn't have to be someone who's not me. Our guest for the episode or whatever, asking them what 
how much of video game knowledge do they know? John, right, are you ready? I, I have 10 questions prepared for you. I have them ordered from my perceived notion of what's easy to hard. Okay? Let's go. I'll get, I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you a lifeline option. Okay, for one of these questions, you're allowed to ask. You're allowed to ask yes or no questions. I'll give you like four, and then no, no, I'm sorry, not yes or no questions. I'll get rid of two of the answers. Okay. Okay. You can only use it once, though. Are you ready, sir? Johnny. Wait, do I have a lifeline? No. Just you can only use that one. The one I told you where you can. I can eliminate half the. I can eliminate two wrong answers. Okay. Here we go, Johnny. Number one, who is the famous boxer featured in the original Nintendo game Punch Out? Is it A? Tyson. Damn, you're right. It is Tyson. Very good. <laughs> I didn't even get to read the false ones. I was going to say Evander Holyfield, but yeah, Mike Tyson is correct. Not bad, Johnny. I'll slow it down. Huh? I'll slow it down. Go ahead. Yes, let me get him off because I think the, I think from here on now, I think that, that was the first one, and I think that's the only one you're going to know right off the bat, All honestly. Right. Number two. The original Japanese version of this game was deemed too difficult for Americans. Instead, we got a reskinned version of a game called Doki Doki Panic, better known as A. Metroid, B. Donkey Kong Jr., C. Ice Climbers, or D. Super Mario Brothers 2. Donkey Kong. That is incorrect, John. Oh, shit. It's actually Super Mario Brothers 2. The Japanese version of Super Mario Bros. 2 was deemed too hard for Americans, so they actually gave us another game called Doki Doki Panic and just reskinned it with Mario characters. I knew this one. You can actually play Super Mario Bros. 2 as Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels on certain collections. So that's one right, one wrong so far, Johnny. Number three. Accord- this one you're probably not going to know because this is more like for me. According to the Japanese... Remember, you can use your lifeline if you want to. According to the Japanese numbering of the Final Fantasy games... Which one of these was the last to get a U.S. release? Is it A, Final Fantasy 2, B, Final Fantasy 3, C, Final Fantasy 4, or D, Final Fantasy 5? Lifeline. Okay. It's not 5, and it's not 2. Goddamn. They all... Everything you said sounds like Final Fantasy. Because it is Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah. It's so, just... Final Fantasy 3 or Final Fantasy 4? Uh, let's go with three that is correct john all right final fantasy 3 came out in 2006 on the ds it never came out when it was supposed to on the nintendo because for some reason it would they just didn't okay four you would think numerically four would be last right Mm -hmm. before it actually came out back like in 1993 i want to say so yeah number three came out later on the ds so you're, you're two for one you're two for one so far let's see if you can at least get more than half of them right number four all of these are named enemies in the Super Mario franchise, except for which one? A. Monty Mole. B. Rip Van Fish. C. Dry Bones. Or D. Wet Bones. That's interesting because I've never heard those before. And we're talking which Mario? No, just across the whole series. Uh, All of them have been featured in a Mario game except for one of these. We'll go with one. The first one. Monty Mole? Yes. That is incorrect, John. Monty Mole is in Super Mario World. He's like those things that jump up, they pop out of the walls, and they, they chase you back like little brown creatures. Ah, uh, wait, the little snake thing? No, they're like little moles. They're like little moles they look with sunglasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Wet Bones was a, the fake one I made up. Dry Bones is a skeleton one you step on, it comes back. Mm-hmm. And then Rip Van Fish are these like fish that sleep and they like, chase you underwater. Mm. So you're two for two, Johnny, two for two. You gotta at least get this last one right. But, the, but they are getting harder, right? I thought it was already there. Go ahead. Last one, number five, Johnny. Which of these Mega Man games is an actual game? Is it A, Mega Man Golf? B, Mega Man Soccer? C, Mega Man Tennis? Or D, Mega Man Bully? Holy shit. One of these is an actual Mega Man game. Okay. I'll give you bonus points if you can tell me what system it's for, too. Tennis, soccer, bowling, and... Golf. Golf, tennis, soccer, and we're talking Mega Man I'll give you a bonus point if you can even... If you can tell me the system it's for. It is golf, and it's for the Sexer. That's incorrect on both fronts. Shit. It's actually Mega Man Soccer. Huh. Mega Man Soccer, a legit game that our cousin Ruben used to have, actually, on the Super Nintendo. Well, you got two out of five. Not 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 too shabby. Not yeah, too but shabby. I only got one right, buddy. Which oh, okay, because you use the lifeline, right? Yeah. Lifeline. One. Yeah. So clearly, like the first one, I didn't even finish it. You just knew the answer. So I need to tweak these. I need to tweak these for the future. I think. How so? I need to find so- somewhere between number one and number two. Like that's like your difficulty area right there. <laughs> Did well, you at least enjoy that kind of? Yeah, but I mean, because I played two of those games, right? Which ones did you play? Uh, the boxing. You played Punch Out. And Mario. Yeah. And I don't really play Final Fantasy except the first one, so I'm not gonna get anything Final Fantasy unless it's the first game. But I did ask you two Mario questions technically. Which was which of these was so hard that they had to change the game, and the uh, enemies, right. the enemies. That's right. So okay. I did ask you something I thought you might no, know. No, it's fair. It's fair. I thought you would know, like, like for example, uh, Dry Bones is, like, a very popular Mario character because it's just the skull version of the Koopas. Yeah, but I, I really just know, like, the old games. Like, if you say the, the names, I'm not likely to remember. Like, the, the Koopas and all that. We're going to save this for the, the future, Koopas. Johnny. You got two out of five. Let's see if next week you can beat that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the end. Is that the fucking end? Yes, it is, Johnny. One more question. All right. What is it? All right. A little bit longer than this one question. This is funny because whenever I ask you, like, do you have any last things to say, you always say no. And today you're just you're just brimming with questions. Because it's something we usually talk about. What have you been watching? Oh. Uh, oh, I'm watching uh, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. I really got into Gundam, like, in the last few months. Like, it's one of those things I always kind of just, like, dismissed as, like, oh, you know, giant robots go brr kind of thing, right? Like, uh. Yeah. But it's actually surprisingly deep. There's a lot of character motivations that are, like, very, like, intricate with, like, how wars are waged and how people decide on what side of a war they want to be on. Yeah. There's a lot of of deep, like, character motivations and narratives and, like, because you just look at Mobile Suit Gundam or any of the Gundam franchises, because there's like a lot of them, and you're just like, oh, giant robots, and like they're probably fighting for like resources, and it's like, no, not even that. It's really just political like motivations. Like, wow, like, this is like really, really good storytelling. It's really good. I enjoy it, and obviously the giant robots are really cool looking. A lot of them are really cool. I have two models actually. I have two uh, Gundam models. You got a new one since the last time? Well, I had it already. I just. I hadn't opened the box. Huh. I, I bought two of them like, at the same time, but I just started like the second one. Okay. 
What about you? Okay, uh, so four things, pretty quick. Uh, I told you, I think I told you I saw Kate on Netflix. That's fun. Uh, did I tell you on the pod or did I tell you just in person? I don't remember. Well, Kate, remember she took, she gets like shot with something and she's got like 24 hours to figure out who killed her, but she's dying because she has like uh, radiation poisoning. Oh, this, yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, you yeah, did tell me it's this. Pre- it's pretty fun. It's just uh is there any like a- like notable like actors that we know in there? No, I don't know the actors. Uh, there's one, but I I don't know his name. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just fun. Okay, like there's a section where is it like espionage? Like is it like oh like like is she gonna do it? Is that the kind of thing? Like what's like well, the her thing is espionage? No, I mean like what's the thing that keeps you like engaged with it? Like what do you want to get John out of it? John Wickish. Okay, so yeah. like really like over the top like action scenes. Yeah, like there's a scene where. Uh, you go to, I don't know what they're called. Uh, you know, uh, like in Japan, they have the rooms, but they're like paper. What are those called? I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they're like paper and wood, and you can kind of see through them. There's yeah. a section like that. But like it's the in, silhouettes and stuff. Yeah, but it's all in, it, it's in grayscale, right? Like the room is in grayscale. Everything is white. And then the goons walk in, and they're in color, and she's in color. And everything you, else you see is just oh. fucking blood, like, everywhere, all over the fucking walls. So right? the only things that are colored in are, like, whatever comes from the person. Yes. So blood so and, the person and clothing. Yeah. And that's it. And it looks dope because everything is gray, and then there's, like, you that's, see all the splashes. It looks really cool. That's, like, in the uh, – did you watch Star Wars Visions, the anime stuff? Uh, no, I haven't caught up on those. The first episode, the duel, is all in black and white except for the lightsabers uh-huh. and the, like, the – whenever they shoot, like, blaster bolts. So everything's black and white except for the weapons, pretty oh, much. Oh, okay, okay. So they like the the red lightsaber because because uh, in Star Wars, like the color of the lightsaber is like a storytelling mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. When you see a red lightsaber, you know automatically bad guy, right? Yeah. So if it was grayed out, you'd be like, I don't know who's a bad guy, who's a good guy, right? Because that's how color works in Star Wars. Yeah. So that's interesting. Like when you mentioned that, I'm like, that makes sense because it's Japanese and like Japanese kind of like the setting when you talked about is Japanese. Like yeah. they they do that a lot with that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, the action pieces are cool. There's a ton of gore. Some of the kills are like, oh, that's creative. You know, John Wick style. Uh, so it's Kate. It's on Netflix. It's fun. And it literally just K-A-T-E? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was when I saw, uh, I finished Ozarks. I fucking love the show. I heard the, I heard like the finale is like really good. I haven't seen it. I, I've never seen the show, but. The finale is good, except like the very last bit is disappointing. Oh. Uh, so there's that. And this one was a little bit longer. This is the one I want your opinion. Uh, Obi Wan, uh, caught yes. up on those. Told me to watch it. So good. Um, uh, did you fully catch up to like episode five? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there's only one episode left, like next week. That's it. Yeah. Well, Many spoilers because Johnny's probably not going to remember. But just spoilers for up to episode five. I'm Obi-Wan? not really going to spoil it. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, okay. Well, Obi, I. He's not taking a backseat as much like I expected. It's just not like the Obi we want to see necessarily, you know? Like the yeah. confident Obi, the the guy who's like, I fucking got the skill set. Like, don't worry about it. I'm on the fucking mission. I actually, I actually don't mind that because I really thought that's what it was going to be. And I thought like, oh, okay. Like, we're just going to see, you know, Obi-Wan do Obi-Wan things. And it's like, so like that first episode where he's like in hiding and like, like, I don't know you. Like, I'm not this person you think. Like, like oh, like, it's like, it's such a like... 180 from what i expected it's actually kind of cool i think no it's actually what i expect because all the old characters are fucking 
they just destroy them in this new shit. Yeah. Like, like when he tells the guy, like, 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 there's no, like, like, that's it. Like, we're gone. Like, we lost. Like, they're all fucking nihilists. Like, all the old Jedi or all the old characters are just nihilists towards the end of the, like, their older life. Like, Obi-Wan is a fucking nihilist. He's like, I ain't got the fucking skill set. I ain't the guy. But also, we Luke know Skywalker, he, but we know he's he... like, nihilist. I'm just fucking out here on an island. I'm gonna suck on this blue fucking t- on this blue milk and shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck no more. Just leave me the fuck alone. Uh, what's his name? Um, Yoda. No, Millennium Falcon. Uh, Han? Han. Han is like, same shit. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm just gonna go see my son. I'm, he's gonna betray my ass, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, Han, Han's different though. Han's like, I'm not like we won. Like I don't have to do anything else anymore. But there's no characters where I'm like. And we know Obi Wan doesn't stay that way in Alice because in in the future, like in ten years in in universe time, he's gonna train like like you like like Luke. You must come with me to Alderaan. You canon. must you must learn the ways of the Force. Like you become a Jedi like your father. Like like we know he doesn't keep that mentality he's gonna realize like oh shoot like jedi need to return after all but that's old canon that's That's still it's still part of it though yeah but what i'm saying is like the storyline is intact the way that they write shit in the present feels like all the old characters like just push them the fuck out just get them the fuck out the door because we got to make room for the new characters that's what it feels like and it's like these guys aren't fucking heroes they're just like we're just gonna brush them off that's, that's not like. true though. I think I think Obi Wan's very much centered on Obi Wan. Like every episode, no, it is centered on yeah. Him. We'll see how it ends though. Okay, we'll see if they just because like... every episode so far it's been him doing stuff like trying to like many spoilers get Leia back to Bail Organa back to Alderaan. But you get my nihilism thing, right? Yes, the tone overall is very defeatist. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But that's because we know. That's how Revenge of the Sith ends. Like, they lose. All the Jedi are gone. They're dead. And the Empire now becomes... The Republic becomes the Empire. Now Palpatine and the Sith have won. Okay, fair enough. We know that's how Revenge of the Sith ends. And it's like, we don't get the I whole... like, there's nobody left. All the Jedi well, remember, like, what's, what is Episode Four called? Star Wars Episode Four is what? I don't recall. A New Hope. Ah, oh, yes. We're not there yet. We're not to the New Hope. We're still in the... Meandering and like the oh woe is me kind of stuff. That's just because of where this falls between the timeline. Like we don't have the we have like a few sparks of like maybe rebellion kind of like hey like we're like we have this underground railroad helping Jedi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like clearly we're not organized to the point where like we're ready to like mount a legitimate like guerrilla war effort against the Empire. They're not there yet. Leia's still a kid. Like, she's not even, like, ready to lead the rebellion. Like, it's not going to be for another, like, five, six years in universe time. You know what I mean? That's fair enough because uh, so far the what I see from Luke currently in the current storyline isn't, like, this defeatist attitude. It's not, like, we've lost all hope. Well, we've only seen, like, Luke in the very first episode. Yeah, but right now... And we're about I to... Like it seems like Luke we're hinting is. we're going to see him, like, very soon for the finale. All right. That's fair. Uh, I think the best part of the series so far is Leia. Like, that little girl, the way she's delivering lines is cool. You know what's funny is I did not like her at first. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I think <clears throat> child actors, like, they always have, they always do, like, a rougher job than, like, you know, older actors and stuff. And so when we see Leia early on, I'm like, ah, uh, like, this doesn't feel like Leia, how I understand her. But as it's progressed, I'm like, Okay, like yeah, I can now that we've had time to develop her character more. Like these are Leia things or Leia phrases. Yeah, is, is it's it's now kind of less rough and much more like I'm getting acclimated to it. 
I hate the chase scenes. <laughs> I fucking despise them. It's just like... Did you see the like, cut? Like, she runs under the table like, oh my god, we can't catch her now. Did you like, see the cut where, like, where they chase her in the forest? And they put the Rugrats intro music over the... And she's, like, running... Like, she, like, runs under the tree branch. And the purse, the girl is chasing her just, like... Oh, like you saw that tree yes, brush like yeah, two yeah. seconds in advance, and you still did like the oh, like I got hit by the tree, like and it's just like Rugrats music playing over it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so that's lame. It's uh, really bad. It's, it's funny. What's her name? I think I was gonna say Inquisitor. Uh, Revo, the third sister. Uh, it's not what the hell is her name? Inquisitor though. Um, Grand Inquisitor. Which one? There's. There's like four oh, of them. Oh, uh, everybody keeps talking and shit how, uh, what's his name died because he got stabbed. And then Inquisitor, the Inquisitor, yeah. Inquisitor doesn't fucking die with a stab. Reva doesn't die with a stab. Yeah. It's like lightsaber stabs don't mean shit no more. That. Unless it's an old character. So that is weird. I think that is kind of like, like the lightsabers don't seem nearly as lethal as they used to. Yeah. At the same time, they brought back Darth Maul. Which is an even more implausible death to me, where he gets cut in half, falls down a shaft, and he's comes back in Clone Wars and Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, but I kind of forgive it because it's the dark side. They're like they delve in shit where you're like, how the fuck did you come out of that? Tony, you're talking about Reva and the Grand Quizzer. That they are dark side users too. Yeah, but they're not. They're not like fucking Darth Maul. They're not Sith. They're not like they're not heck, Sith. exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're not fucking Sith. Um, well, we've seen that like a stab with a lightsaber isn't always fatal. Like you can like not hit organs. You know what I mean? Uh, and one of the Inquisitors apparently has two stomachs. His race has two. Yes, stomachs. the Grand Inquisitor's race. They do have. That's true. They do have two stomachs, which they do because re- that character. I knew he wasn't dead because he has to show up in Rebels, and yeah. Rebels takes place like five years after this show. So like when he like quote unquote died early on, I'm like, oh no, like he's not dead. Uh, Reva, I'm mixed about her because she's like, she stabbed the fucker, right? She stabbed one of the, the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And that sense to me, that feeling that she's trying to convey is like, I don't give a fuck about any of you. I'm going to try to do anything to get ahead of exactly. you guys to be the Grand Inquisitor, to have like... To get uh, closer to... To get closer to Vader, yeah. all that, right? Yeah. But the way she delivers things, I don't... It doesn't work for me. Like, she's not menacing to me. Like, her actions are, are menacing, but the way she delivers the shit is not. Yeah, she's menacing in that she's unpredictable. Not so much menacing in her demeanor, I think. her de- Just the way she delivers the lines. They're just like... Yeah. Like, one moment, she's like, chill. And then the other part, she's like, trying to get to, to Obi. And she's like, yelling at, at the fucking stormtroopers. Like, shoot the fucking shit. Like, blow it up. And then later on, she's like, chill again. I'm like, ah... Right, you're it's talking about a, where she she's inc- very like hyper aggressive when it's like like blast the door down. Yeah. But then when she gets up to the door and then she like lowers her voice and does like the yes. The I know what you're talking about. I, that, also, also what wrecked it for me is that they put her with Leia and now she has to be kind. Like I don't want to see her kind at all. Leia or Reva? Reva. Well, because she's trying to you're trying to like appeal to a kid like. If you scare them, like they're not gonna, they're just gonna like freak out. But if you like try to like basically kind of groom in a way, not grooming like in the sexual sense, but grooming like personality, like hey, like hey, like yeah, like oh, you want to go back, you know, your family, like, oh, we'll get you there, but just like help me out here. Like you're trying to appeal to like a kid's innocence. But see, it wasn't, it didn't feel manipulative enough. 
See, that's uh, what I'm saying. So it's you wanted like, that to be like a longer scene, or if it feels like her scenes feel a little bit tepid to me, to what she's trying to achieve. Like if it was Vader talking to her, Vader would have been like, "Man, get her in the fucking chair." Just throw oh. her in the fucking chair. She now. does do that eventually, though. Yeah, Jeez. but it feels a little bit too tepid, like her. Well, yeah. To, okay, so I I feel like they should have made Reva charismatic. I feel okay, I feel from Reva's point of view, she's gonna treat a child better than anybody else because we've seen her flashback of like how when she was a kid, right? Her like the, the younglings they get killed and stuff. Like she feels remorse and like anger and revenge all that for like all her friends that were killed, right? So I th- I feel like with a kid. She's gonna have a like softer hand of like discipline than an adult because, oh yeah, like I had like, I remember being a kid too, like the trauma of like her childhood. I think that's gonna cause her to be more sympathetic for a child. She's in a weird position because she doesn't give a fuck about Inquisitors and she wants to kill Vader. Yeah, but you don't necessarily know that. You know she was a Padawan, right? So. Her being a Padawan, she kind of get gets both sides. Like, I need to be caring, kind. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to be ruthless to all these other people. And, like, that dynamic, her being in between those two positions... Right. ...are a little bit weird on... on I don't know if it's her delivery or the way that she writes the lines. Like, some of the lines I'm like... Uh, like, Grand Inquisitor was... Or, not the Grand Inquisitor. One of the other uh, Inquisitors was like, uh, you go too far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like... You don't go far enough. I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Stuff they're, on, like when they're on tattooing. Which, yeah. yeah, like some of the writing is just doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah, like, I mean, I, it's uh, yeah, not all the writing is going to be like, they're all, all going to be hits, I think. Yeah. I do get that. I yeah. feel like what they could have done with her is make her charismatic, while at the same time she's an inquisitor and you're supposed to hate her. And I feel like they should have made me conflicted, like, fuck, I really like her but i'm not supposed to like her yeah you know that's how that's how a good villain's supposed to be you're supposed to like 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 love hating them basically yeah i feel like they should have made her that character and and right now she's in a i think because she's written more like a tragic character rather than like a like super manipulative like all-knowing villain you know what i mean like someone's telling me that they think that she's in like they're gonna try to redeem her at the end. I hope that's not true, but I could I could easily see that being like I heard a. That was leak. Huh? I heard that was leak. Maybe because she reminds me of the of the same one from uh, uh, Fallen Order, the other sister, the one at the at the very end that she like helps you out or whatever. Yeah, she, yeah. She yeah. kind of reminds me a lot of that, and it's like the same motivation. Where like I'm evil because like you failed like the Jedi or whatever, like you failed me personally. Yeah, but that, like that her... happened towards the end. Like, in the game, throughout the whole time, you fucking hate her. Right. No, but I'm saying, like, the motivations of the Inquisitor in both games is, like, oh, I was a Jedi, but the Jedi failed me, and I'm evil now because, like, they turned me to the dark side kind of thing. Like, I feel like it's, like, the similar story beat. Hmm. So I'm wondering, and then she also, they both go out the same way trying to, like, fight against Vader, where they both get, like, you know, scold. Yeah, the Vader scene was like, okay, Vader looked like... Either- I do like how ruthless Vader is in the series, though. Like, like he freaking, like, holds a ship from flying off. That was cool. That was sick. Weird. And, like, how he just tears it apart with the force, like, the doors open. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That, that was, was so cool. And then, like, obviously the, the flashbacks of him, like, fighting Obi-Wan and stuff and, like... 
the same thing with like a Mustafar, but he drags him through the freaking flames and stuff. Like that was nice too. He and uh, he almost like kills the third sister when he shows up at the building, like and like just instantly force choke and lifts her up and like. Like, Vader is, like, this is, like, ruthless Vader. And it's, like, really fun to watch. When he fights forever, though, it's, uh, I don't he, know. He, like, doesn't he's... even use a lightsaber. He's, like, just, like, like I don't need to, like, like, it's not necessary. I can just, like, move out of the way and stuff. Like, it, it, it clearly shows, like, how he's on his, like, own level compared to, like, everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he made it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't know. If, maybe I, I wish they could have shown a little bit more Vader. Like more They've aggressive. shown a lot of him. No, a little more aggressive. Oh. Like when he fights Reva. Right. Like the battle should have been a little more interesting. I don't fucking know. Well, I'm... you know, he's also like slower. Like we're like 10 years away in universe from like when he fights Obi-Wan on the Death Star. And it's like very like old men fighting, like very stiff and stuff. So he's like as graceful with his robot legs and robot arms. He doesn't have that mobility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also... I'll bring that part up later. <laughs> Why did they shoot the fucking droid rat? Droid rat. You didn't see that part. Droid rat. No, you didn't see that part. I'll show you later. You'll you'll understand. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see where the show. Oh, goes. the little black one. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I just one I don't of the know. good guys just fucking shooting droid rats. I don't know. They that, those droid rats have been like in the original trilogy movies, and they've always kind of been like kind of just like comedic, comedic relief droids. You'll you'll see what I mean. I'll send you the clip later. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I I am enjoying the show though. It's just uh maybe some of the lines aren't really landing the way I hope. You know. I can get I get that. Yeah. There's some lines where like really like that's the best you do. I mean, this is the same franchise that gave us like somehow. Palpatine's return. I'm like, really? Like, that's the best you could do. Like, that's what Poe says in, in Rise of Skywalker. It's like somehow Palpatine's return. Like, you know, that is really lazy writing. But okay, you know what it is too. Maybe uh, we'll get off the subject right now. But you know what it is too. It's like I'm watching the show, and Obi Wan is like, he's alive. Like through the whole fucking process, it's like he's fucking alive, and he's like having flashbacks, and it's like. You already know this. Like, what are you talking about? I think he... No, he didn't know that Anakin was alive. I think... I think what it was is... Because people are like, oh, he didn't know that he was Vader. I think it was the... Um... No, yeah, he knows Anakin is Vader. Yes. But I don't... Yeah, I don't think he knew that Vader was alive. I think that's what it was, yeah. Well, how would he know if... Because Vader is like kind of like the secretive figure at this point. He's not really making public appearances unless like he has to. Absolutely. The Inquisitors are pretty much doing the dirty work for him. They're the ones out there in the field hunting Jedi. So he stuff. knew he was Vader, but they didn't know if Vader was alive. Which I believe so. Yeah, because he left him to burn on Mustafar and like with no legs and stuff. Like, like who's gonna say? Like no one knew they were out there except, for, of course, for the Emperor. But I don't think he knew that at the time that the Emperor knew. I think the shock is not that he's Vader. The shock is that, oh, he's still alive somehow. Because clearly that guy should have died. Are we talking about Anakin? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Anakin, yeah. Yes, but I, Vader wasn't around when Anakin was. Like, obviously, he ate. Like, no, it's... but he knew Anakin was Vader from, like, the hologram and stuff. Where, like, probably oh, before like... it was, like, the Vader that we know. Yeah. Ah. Uh. He's like, I, like you, you, are, you shall now be known as Darth Vader. Like, that's in the hologram. Like, even... Like Yoda, remember? Yoda tells him, like, gone the boy you trained is. Replaced, mm, consumed yeah. by Vader, he has been. 
So he knew the two were the same person. He just didn't know, like, like how the hell did he survive that? How did he survive a lava planet? <laughs> After being burned alive with no legs. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, you don't come back from that. But apparently you do. Okay, cool. All right. So the last thing. Uh, I've been watching uh, Stranger Things. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't seen Stranger Things since, like, season two. Fuck. I, I kind of just fell off the the bus, train, boat, whatever you want to call it. Season one. The wagon. Season, season one, season two are good. Season three. I know um, it has something to do with a mall. Season three has something to do with the malls and Russians. That's all I know. Yeah, you start seeing monsters, like, coming out of the upside down. The demigorgons and, like... Yeah, but the We story, saw the dog ones in two. The story isn't that great, though. Okay. But season four is... It's... It's fucking cool, dude. I might, I might hop back onto it, but like, it's really low priority for me. It's dope. It's fucking cool. Like, is it? The story. It's not it, even done yet, right? There's like a second part of season four coming out. Yes, that's weird. But okay. the story like really picks up. Like, there are sections I'll skip because like, uh, uh, what's the name is in Russia and they're trying to break him out of prison. Mm-hmm. I skipped that whole shit, and those segments are. Like, <laughs> like from five to ten minutes long i skipped that whole b plot <laughs> yeah because there's like three storylines going on right now mm. and that section i totally skipped because i just know like okay they're trying to break them out we already know they're just gonna formulate a plan and they're gonna get them out of fucking jail like there's not much to it right is is winona Ryder still in the show yeah okay good because i love her uh she's trying to break them out okay uh but the way that the story ties in everything at like the last like from the first seasons no 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 you don't like yeah you have to know it obviously Mm. but it's not going that far back like the the lines aren't that direct okay but there's like a a baddie in season four right like you've seen the trailers right it looks like a nemesis or something it's a guy who looks like his flesh and everything looks like a nemesis yeah so he's the baddie and 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 then you figure out like who he is right but when a show really has me is when I'm trying to figure out like, well, this there's this storyline and this one, and you're trying to figure out who is who mm-hmm. and where they fucking came from. That's when a, when a show really has you, right? When you're trying to make all these predictions, and it's sort of predictable, and it also gives you a twist. You're like, fuck, I didn't expect that. You know, the like the show outsmarts you. Hmm. It, uh, it, it uh. Ah, I forgot. What's a Ryan Subvert Johnson? Yes, thank you. Subverts your expectations. But it's not that. When they use it, I fucking hate it. But in the show or in Star Wars, you mean? When anybody uses subvert your expectations, oh, that phrase, the phrase. I feel like it's just a cop out to say like oh. we're not we're not cliche gonna respect the original shit. That's oh. what it really says to me. Okay. Uh, but the story, kind of what you're saying. It okay. You, Fuck, Andrew, you got me off, like, my fucking thing. Yeah, you said the show's predictable, but also like, subverts your expectations, you said. No, it's not. A, it's not. We're not using it in the same way. But I'm using it the way it's actually meant to be used. Where it's like, oh, you thought, but really it's this thing. It's like, oh, that's good writing. Like that, right? No. Oh, so it doesn't in a bad way. No, 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 no. The way that they're doing it, it doesn't subvert your expectations. The way you're using it, but it's like you're going in a direction, but it's not a direction where you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, is it more like, oh, why didn't I see that earlier kind of thing? Like that? 
Like, oh, like, I forgot about that, like, thing. It's that, but it's also, like, adding a new element. It's not just subverting your expectation. It's just adding a fucking element towards the end that you didn't expect that it's still according to your expectations with this new layer on top. That sounds like subverting expectations, Johnny. No, no, no. It's like we didn't subvert them. We added to your expectations. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Should I just not use the word expectations, maybe? We that... we just have a little bit, slightly different definition. Is this like where I say a word, you say the same word, but we have two different understandings of the same word? Fuck, now we're just getting into semantics. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is fun. The last fucking part is fucking great. It's right, fun. Don't don't tell me because I I now now I feel like I have to watch this now. So don't tell me. Well, how far did you get in part two? I finished part two. Okay, perfect. I just I think the gap between two and three was so long that I just didn't care at that point anymore. Okay, uh, three is fun. You're gonna see some monsters because upside down is funny. Really, I'm just like, so sad that they they killed off what's his name from Lord of the Rings, the chubby guy, in season two. The guy that was dating Winona Ryder, he sacrifices himself to those like demigorgon dog thingies. What? What? Anyways. Ah. Uh, uh, oh. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, they're they're subverting expectation, Andrew. Ah. <laughs> it's fun. That though. that that would be a true subversion of my established expectations. Okay. Uh, how long do we have on the pod? It's two hours already. Fuck, man. Sometimes I just don't want it to end, but I guess we gotta wrap it up. I gotta go, man. It's really late. And I'm starving. I'm really hungry. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have somehow, like Palpatine returned, but no, somehow made it through this whole episode, oh, we want to say thank you, first of all. Thank you for uh, giving us your time, giving us your ears, and uh, going down this rabbit hole that was supposed to be just games, but kind of just became a bunch of other stuff, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not that i didn't enjoy it not that i didn't have fun this is fun i think as long as we have fun it, this pod's worth doing so yeah it's a little bit lighter. i think our brains are just checking out now i i'm i'm low on all my nutrients and stuff so yeah i'm a little and also i had a beer so that might have impaired me a little bit but probably not probably not it just makes me feel warm thanks again back on topic <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode you managed to make it this far we appreciate it as always uh if you want to comment suggest or you know what would be a great great submit a question for like the quiz for that name for name that game submit a your own like set of like answers and questions because that would be fun that would make it a lot easier for me to do this that was a lot of work it was a lot of work but it wasn't that hard because i think i came up with those five questions like in the span of an hour and i was like when when i was at work i came up with Uh, them so so if you want to submit your own you want to throw in some questions you will have you will want Johnny to answer. Or if we have another guest, maybe they, I intend to not, I intend to make it so not only Johnny has to answer these, cause that's a little unfair. If he has to do it every single time, but submit any thoughts, questions, comments you would like to add dual sense podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's dual sense podcast at yahoo.com. You can also reach us at dual sense P on our Twitter. Again, that's dual sense P Johnny. I feel like you're tapped out, but do you have any last things you want to add before we sign off? That's all I got. You don't want to tell us any more about light on the body parts? No? No red light? No, I'm sure they are doing it. Is there a green light? Is there a green light, Johnny? I mean, there's green light. Does that do anything? It keeps you awake. It doesn't heal you? Like, you know how you... I want to say this for a different topic for another day. 
But something I've always liked about video games is how colors carry over from games. And, like, you always understand that what the colors are supposed to be. Like, red is always, like, health and stuff like that. Purple is always, like, poison or bad or something. You know what varies by region? The colors? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, you could have a health is green, but in a different country, it might mean, like... Uh, something bad? Yeah, a, a bad omen or something. We'll have to, we'll have to go dive into that, because that's always fascinating to me, how, like, you just know what colors mean like stat wise or health wise yeah we should do we should add some some segments that are like that like we had the tetris effect i brought that up too with one of my friends because he had the same thing we're, we're talking about like how i was like oh like i played this game and it makes me feel like this way and i'm like like we did that we covered that topic on the pod once we talked about the tetris effect yeah. you know it's not just tetris stuff but yeah so anyways thank you johnny for your little input there at the end uh that's gonna be it for us tonight And I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.